0: What were you saying?
1: Oh, we were talking about um, last week how you asked me whether I was the top or the bottom, and I was just telling you right now that I'm neither because I like women, and it's women, man. If, if it's you like, women. if you like penis, it's okay. You have narrow looking ass over here. I mean, I'm comfortable. But, but now today we got a special guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Introduce. <laughs> why? Why are you rushing me? Like you know, like we have all day to do this. Okay, so today we have Laddie. Welcome. Hey, hello. <laughs> He's just laughing at us like these two fucking morons. <laughs>
2: I'm sitting here like debating <laughs> if I should leave now. The first thing you talk <laughs> about is being tops or bottoms or women's and women. I don't. I don't. You know.
1: No. So um yeah, there you go. Um so tell us about yourself, bro. <laughs>
2: um yeah, I've been here in Memphis for such a long time. Been bartending around the city, at places you probably know, Corky's, other restaurants, uh, Bennigan's. When that
0: was back in the day, depending on how old you are. <laughs> Yeah. is that over here where nukes is at yep yeah that Absolutely. place was good man i where like that is this place at? you no. know where nukes is up here off at of state and poplar yeah but that yeah. used to be a Bennigan's.
1: yeah oh shit
0: home of the monte cristo remember that thing is that the deep fried like roast beef thing yeah yeah Didn't they used to have that at uh fuck brookhaven too
3: yeah they did brookhaven yeah. had it
0: mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so I've
2: been working in uh, Memphis, the radio business for a few years, almost 20 of them. And uh, actually, holy shit. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. I'm you know, doing my like, part-time stuff, doing weekends. And then yesterday I got fired. Whoa. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, man. it does. It was, uh, I was the host of Laddie, Lucky and Hope in the Morning on Q1075. Okay. And Q1075 has been around for a couple of years. Um, long story short, man, two weeks ago, they furlough us on a Friday. Monday, they changed the format of the radio station. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even know that's like going into work at like McDonald's and you know, then all of a sudden it turns into a Burger King and they're like, you don't work here anymore. Yeah. So I go in there yesterday and they're like, yeah, we don't have a place for you. So they turned the format to like eighties classic hits.
1: Yeah. So talk about that. So I was on the way to work and I, um, you know, channel seven is your, is 107.5 because it's the highest on the dial. Right. Right. <clears throat> and I'm listening to it. I'm like, Oh, these guys are playing 80s this morning. Okay. So I'm driving to work. I don't realize that I don't hear you guys at all. Right. Like, it's just song. after And it's about a 25-minute drive to Arlington, right? And I'm like, the Fox. I get in my car, start driving my route. I still don't hear anything. And I'm like, okay. They, they flipped the format. I was like, Dr. Flynn went in there and fired all these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> I was like. Yeah. But then I'm like, no, nah, maybe he didn't. Maybe they just, you know, just a joke or something. But then I remember when he flipped it a couple of years ago to – q107.5 from mm-hmm. whatever it was before and then he same thing happened to those guys but like so they didn't tell y'all at all you didn't see this coming at all or anything no there's
2: no not directly not directly a couple of weeks back maybe a month ago my boss was like hey the reality is this is we work for doctor F- we work for dr flynn mm-hmm. he's a physician here he's a doctor but he also runs radio stations he pays this out of his pocket Oh, really? Th- yeah, this isn't like Intercom or like uh, iHeart or these big radio stations. Right. So we've lost money over the past couple of years before I got the morning gig and all that kind of jazz mm-hmm. because I was doing mornings there. Um, but they were losing money. Then the freaking pandemic hits. Yeah. So now he's losing more money. And I'm, I'm literally there. And advertisers are like, they're pulling their money because mm-hmm. they don't have any money. Yeah. And so it's something you can't blame on anybody. But, you know, I. I I just don't understand why you're going to pull the format in the middle of a pandemic and try to build a format. And what they're doing right now is, it, actually, I kind of like the music. To be honest with you, I like some of the '80s stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's actually three other radio stations that play the same exact shit. So now you're playing a, a advertising game with three other stations that are established, and you're trying to jump in there when literally we were the top 40 new music station, yeah. right? We did Peabody rooftop parties. We did the Beale Street Music Fest. We did pot Pride Parade. We did any and everything around the city. And now you literally just took that away. Mm. So I don't know what's going on. You know, I, there's no love loss there because they really, they, I started doing promotions like 20 years ago and I moved all the way up to the morning. So I've worked my ass off, honestly, to get there. Um, so there's no love loss. It's a lot of experience. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of like, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe you just kind of push the panic button.
3: You know, right. said, let's just
2: hurry up and flip it to something. And instead of saying, I understand I'm losing money, maybe shut it down. Now, granted, I've never been in that position on that. out have that kind of money, but, uh, it is what it is, man. I had a good time for sure. And, uh, now on bigger to the Becks looks, I got fired yesterday. I'm already on your podcast. So That's I right. mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Every silver lining has a touch of gray. I promise you. Yeah. So
1: do you think he got, you think he let you all go like the whole entire? Did he fire everybody? It was,
2: uh, the whole morning show has gone and the midday, girl she's gone yeah all the all the on-air talent was okay left. but
1: the like the program manager still there program okay, director still there you. and all mm-hmm. that
2: it's there there yeah, yeah
1: do you think he did that so he could save the money and just push play like a like you do on a like on a cd player or something yes like so he can make some of the money back 100 what do they call that it's like robo something like robo dj or yeah robo?
2: they mean, call it like it's like a almost like an auto tune it's but it's just like a yeah it kind of plays itself out right and remember back day we were pretty much the same age. Remember it was, they had wild one oh seven five.
1: Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah.
2: Three, four months later it went back to, it went to, it was kiss. Then it was wild. Then it was the phantom. Then it was the pig. Remember the pig the that pig. played a whole bunch of like hippie music and stuff. Yeah. Um. And then it went to one oh seven five. So flipping formats under a Flynn broadcasting is not like new. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this station has been around for such a long time mm. and I, I feel bad for everyone there. You know, they, it, you know, maybe a, I don't know if it's a, what kind of issue it is sales programming or this or that. I think it's a collective thing of, Hey man, just we're in a bad place in the world right now. Be honest with you. Yeah. You know, so you can't hate on anybody. Um, Which is weird is there's radio stations hiring all over the country, you know, and there's other Flynn broadcastings called something else somewhere else, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, it's exciting. And uh, you know, I'm one of these people, I'm more of a glasses half full kind of a person rather right. than half empty kind of a person. Yeah. So, I mean, I've already got white claw. that's pretty filled up, so, uh,
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'm doing good. What, what you know, with what, what the pandemic going on, that was one of the questions I was going to ask. When people were pulling all their money, right, mm-hmm. like, you know, local, obviously it's all local people, right? Mm-hmm. Were, were there less people also listening from not commuting to no. work? No. So you were just your ratings is the same like or higher or whatever, right?
2: So we changed that too. That's actually a really good question. So normally, like your everyday person wakes up around six thirty. If they have to work at seven, if they have to be at work around eight or seven, they're waking up about six thirty, six forty five. They're in the shower. Next thing you know, they're on the road by seven fifteen, right? Right. Well, our main drive time was around seven to like nine o'clock, right? Well, with the pandemic and everyone I know started working from home, I was realizing, well, look, man let's just go ahead and get more into six o'clock instead as well, but also keep that whole nine hour. Cause we were really done around nine o'clock. I was like, no man, people are like staying at their house more and they're with their kids more. Mm -hmm. So let's start a little bit early, but let's finish later. And then that just actually got us more listeners, to be honest with you.
1: Then that's, I would, I would have thought it was going to be completely different. You know, people weren't driving to work and where do you listen to the radio Mm -hmm. in your car, you know? right? Right. But like, so, would you also say that or think that radio is dying because of like uh, iTunes, not iTunes, but um, Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music. Apple Music, all the streaming services that are available?
2: Yes and no. Yes and no. I, I think that you have to be local. What somebody told me a long time ago in this business is that you, you can put it on Spotify, but he's not going to tell you if there's a wreck off 240.
3: You That's know, right.
2: He's not going to let you know that there's icy roads right here at um, Ridgeway and Park Avenue and you need to cl- like, slow down. They're not going to tell you that local radio will do that. Uh, Big corporations talk about being live and local and a lot of them aren't, you know, they're syndicated. And here's the other thing too, man, is that you can get rid of my salary and everybody else's salary and you can plug somebody else in from New Jersey for like 20 grand a year and they're going to, they're syndicated in 70 cities, but that's what you get. Mm. But he's not going to tell you that local
1: kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: I like I like getting the weather like I, when I was young, I was like, who the fuck cares? Now I'm like, OK, what?" <laughs> at the tens of every hour or whatever, or at the 50, 50 minute mark of every hour or whatever, that the rate that they'll tell you, like, it's it's about a rain. Get your umbrella or, you know, it, there's a wreck here. I like I like listening to that. Right. Back in the day when my boy Twitch was on 93X. Yeah. I, remember I would Twitch. always listen to um, Cindy's traffic report. Cause that's when I was leaving work. I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna listen. Perfect time. I'm in here." But see, like you say, you don't get that with like um, Elvis. Elvis radio. Durant. Yeah, like you know, yeah. you don't get all that shit. But
2: it's saving them money in the long
1: run. Like so, today when I was leaving Mississippi, I want to go see my uncle for a second. Uh, I put it on Rock 103, Three, and there was some like syndicated guy on there, John Wolf or John Clay Wolf or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is no, uh-uh. no, but like apparently like. He's got, like, a really big show. Because I started Googling when I was driving. You know, I do that a lot, too. Sure, yeah. But I was just like, man. That's real safe. <laughs> I was like, who's really, like, who's calling in? And who's really, who's, like, who's listening to this stuff? Like, And he had call after call after call off. call. He, like, buys cars online. I mean, all, all over the radio, too, and shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
2: I've listened to that. Me and my girlfriend were listening to that. And she's like, what the hell am I listening to? It's like a car show now. But somebody pays. See, there's a way that you can literally say, if you bring a radio station money, everything's about money. Okay. This is what I realized in this business is that if you have ratings and no money, you're not going to survive. If you have money and no ratings, well, you're going to survive because you can pay people. Yeah. yeah. And that's the way it works. For some reason, this dude is able to give them money and he has his own show.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, so this, this one guy was on the, on hold for like two hours. And this guy was like, yeah, I have a 2015 Chevy Silverado I want 60 grand. He's like, mm, yeah, hang on, let me, what's the VIN? You know, they like, uh, got some kind of sponsor of theirs. Sure. And they ran the VIN. He's like, yeah, best I can do is 40. Guy's like, oh, that's just, I mean, I owe 50 on it. And he's like, oh, 40 or take it or are getting hung up on. The guy was like, what? and he hung up on the guy. <laughs> wow. So it's like pawn stars? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Like, I was <laughs> like, man, what the fuck? Like, this is great. I have never I never knew that was like, you know, all the shows are recorded, right? Yeah. Like, because if someone's saying some racist shit or something like that, right? right? But I was just like, man, like this guy literally was on the phone on hold for two hours trying to get on the show. And then, boom, he got hung up on because he started stuttering about some dumb shit and trying to tell him all the work he had in the in the, in the the car. So is it like a comedy show? I don't know if it's – but the first part of it, he was just talking about Van Halen passing away. Mm. And he wanted stories of this. So that was, like, that was the first – that was the hour going to Mississippi. And then the an hour back was the car thing. So I don't know. I think it's like a, he starts here and then ends there. You know, is he, it's the same format every week or maybe a Saturday morning thing. Yeah.
0: What station is this
1: on? It was on Rock Three, but it's it's nationally syndicated because oh, people are calling okay. from all over the country. Right. Which I thought was really cool. But that's the whole point is that, like, they got you listening.
2: Yeah. They did. You know, which is weird. And you're now you're talking about it on your podcast. But what's
1: funny is, exactly, I now know a website called WeCheckTheVin.com or something like that. Right. That's their sponsor
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you can type your Vin in and take a couple pictures and post it. And they'll beat CarMax's price by a hundred dollars. Cause CarMax is apparently like the, the best in the business right now. We're, we're buying cars. If they don't beat it, they'll give you like $500 just, and you can't keep the car some bullshit like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was like, damn, see, I'm talking about a sponsor. <laughs> I'm talking about his show. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: right. You're just trying to get a job with him. It's cool. <laughs>
1: that's right. But like, so, so on, on on these shows, like when you guys, you know, your segments or what are they called? Segments? Bits? Yeah, or bits, yeah. bits when you guys ha- have those, my favorite is always the ones you guys used to do. And these, it's so classic. But like when you would have a guy call to give flowers or roses or candy Is he gonna call? And his wife is on the other line. This motherfucker better call me. And he calls like his girlfriend or something with the flower. You're like, hey.
0: What's
2: the setup? Tell him. It's called War of the Roses. Okay. So, for example, the whole thing is girl calls in and she's like, hey, Tony, you know, I think that my boyfriend's cheating on me. Like, well, we got this covered. Mm -hmm. So, next thing you know, the radio station calls dude up and then he's like, hey, this is Kevin or whatever. And then you're like, hey, this is whoever. Hey, you filled out a piece of paper at some, I don't know, you got an entry for roses. Mm -hmm. Do you remember doing that? No. Well, somebody put your name and, hey, you won. You won a whole uh, bouquet of roses. Who do you want to send them to? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so now yeah. you catch homeboy. He's like, oh, I'm going to send it to my girlfriend and my wife. And then she's on the phone. Oh, so if he's like, oh, well, I need to send it to Melissa. Yeah, Well, his girlfriend's name is Amy. Oh, yeah. Amy's like, you son of a bitch. I knew you were cheating <laughs> on me. And <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Saying, and is. so you're, they're trying to be like a therapist in a way. And yeah. there's other bits, too, like that that's called um, second date update, where you go on a date with somebody, mm-hmm. and then you check it out, and then they kind of tell you how it was or... And if you're going to go on a date again, and, and uh, your question is probably like, are those real?
1: (laughs) More mainly. Yeah. That's the, you know, that's where I'm going with that. Like, I'm just like, man, how dumb can these people be? Like they've heard it on the radio. Everyone talks about it. You know, it's all over the place. Like, I'm just like, okay, man, if I ever get a phone call like that, I'm like, first I'm like, you remember who this? You got to have a girlfriend first. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Start with that. I have the Lord, the Lord, but no, like, um, so are those all real? (sighs) Yes and no. Don't like a magician.
2: Right. Right. Hand, man. He, he, here here's the deal. People want their dirty laundry out there. Mm. It's ridiculous. Uh before we left, we did a, a bit and it was basically worth worth birthday party stories, worth birthday stories.
0: Okay.
2: I put it on my personal Facebook. I had over fifty comments and I'm talking about like stories that people put on there. And it's like Bad stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, I, f- I found out I had cancer, or my husband was cheating on me, or my dog died, and you're like, oh, God. But people yeah. want their stories out there. And now with technology, with Instagram and Snapchat and all these things, we all do it, we're all on it, but everyone wants someone to see what they're doing because it makes you feel good. Yeah. Even these shitty stories that people are talking about, they want their laundry out there. Mm. So the I've gotten so many personal emails from people being like, I'm going to bust this person out. I think they're cheating on me. And I'm like, um, well, you have to go through this person to do it. I'm not going to set this up because of somebody <laughs> yeah. gets shot and killed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're uh, going to come back to you. Right. Right. So uh, they, 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 pretty much are. People just want their, their shit out there, which is crazy. Damn.
1: I was on a, uh, game show or a bit like this before it was called, are you smarter than a bouncer? And Twitch was the one that created it. Mm. So they would ask a question, and they would ask the contestant a question, right? And then, like, so then to stump me, they would always ask me to spell something. Like, you can't nice. win the prize, man. It's going to go to this girl. And they actually spell, like, something simple. I was like. So wait, you were the bouncer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and I was like, you know what? This is rigged. And I hung up. And he's pistol. He and the girl's like, "Do I do I win now? And she's like. He's like, yes, you do, honey. You win, you know, whatever the prize was. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Fuck you, man.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. So, how did you get started in radio? Um, Bad life decisions. Really? No,
2: (laughs) I was uh, honestly, I I graduated high school and I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I still don't know what I want to do. Um, But I, I ended up getting a job with Wild 107.5. My mom said, hey, you know, you'd maybe try to do radio stuff. Got a job doing that. This was like a two. 2000, 99, 2000, mm-hmm. maybe 2001. And, mm-hmm. uh, went there applied and I was the promotion kid hanging up Uh, banners over at car dealerships doing whatever they needed what was really cool is each dj had two street team members so we would go off and do funny stuff and during his show or her show they would call up let's check up with laddie and somebody else this guy i worked with i'll never forget it. his name i was laddie and his name was cowboy dick (laughs) 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 he lived in bartlett it was crazy but uh we would go off and we would do these things and uh then they kind of got to me and they said man you you have a personality Mm -hmm. you know uh, you talk a lot. You actually come up with some cool stuff. Maybe you'd want to try to work here. And I kind of got hooked up with the morning show. At the time, it was Big Mom and the Wild Bunch. And um, it was really cool. I got to hang out with them for a while. And uh, then the station ended. He said some bad stuff on air, and they pulled him. Mm. He said some bad language. Somebody – his his wife wasn't from here. Someone called her some racial slurs and stuff, and he go he went off on it. Yeah. and kind of, I don't blame them, <laughs> you yeah, know, come yeah. on, we're going to fight, you know, and uh, anyways, they ended that station, and then I started bartending, been bartending around the city all over the places, and uh, that's how me and will know each other a lot, and mm-hmm. through uh, other mutual friends, and then I was about 25, wanted to get back into it, started doing an internship over at ESPN, back when it was 7.30 ESPN, mm-hmm. and as John Roser and I were working for Chris Vernon, he was a producer.
1: Dan, Chris Vernon been around that long?
2: Yeah, yeah, and Chris did a really good thing, he actually sold himself, And I never thought of myself like this, but Chris is a personality. Mm -hmm. He would get people to like pay for his show, basically like we were talking about earlier and being sponsors. And next thing, you know, he starts getting more listeners and he's really good at his craft. And that's how that kind of happened. Um, and then, I was like 25 years old and I was like, man, I I want to get back in radio. I don't want to be bartending. And so I started doing that and I started at the bottom again, holding up banners, doing things, but kind of worked myself up. Then next thing you know, I started making parody songs for the morning show, moving up a little bit. And then I started being a producer for the Carson and Kennedy show.
1: I do remember that.
2: That was fun. It was really cool. I didn't have the experience for it, but I learned the experience and I learned a lot through Carson, man. They're really good. They're in Boston right now. Boston's in a top 10 market. They're Mm. making boo of money. Um, But it's not about the money. Do you know what I'm saying? If you love your craft, you're good at what you do. That will come along. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I I just kind of did that. I mean, I just stuck with it because it's the one thing. It's just easy to me. Mm -hmm. And then mornings is where I want. I don't want to. I was doing middays at 107.5 for a while. I was doing um, afternoons at the alternative station. But I'm not one of these jocks to be like uh, just talking up music, you know? Hey, and coming up in a little bit, you can win Tony Braxton tickets over at the Delta Fair. But right now, this is Michael Bolton. When a man loves a woman, <laughs> yeah, like that shit ain't me. Yeah, yeah. you know, I want to sit there and ask you and be like, give hey, us a call at this number. You know, where's the craziest place you had sex? Yeah. You know, like that's what I want. Yeah, what I realize in this business is like, your listeners are the stars. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are, keep you uh, have a job. Yeah. Um. And so that's basically how I got started, I kind of worked my way up. And so long story short, I was working here at 107.5, and Nugget and Liz were doing the morning show. Nugget left and took a, in, a job in Dubai, actually. Oh, wow. I went right in there and told my boss, dude, I want this job. I want it. I want to do the mornings. He's like, nope. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sweet dude. damn, man. Sweet oh, okay. dude, you <laughs> suck.
2: No, uh, and then he was like, I was like, no, I, I can do it, yada, yada. And I had the confidence in myself. He told me no. Long story short, I would do a thing on TV called Water Cooler Wednesday on News Channel 3. Mm-hmm. He sent that tape out to a consultant. The consultant was like, dude, give this kid a shot. You know, when he's in a room, he kind of runs it sometimes. Yeah. And they said it in a good way, not a bad way. Um, and so next thing you know, I hooked up with Liz and it was good to go. And so that's why I started just...
0: Persistence, life, bad choices, and uh, you know <laughs> that's what I'm doing. So you didn't do any type of broadcasting school or anything like that. No, that's awesome, man. No, See, that's that what, really because
1: cool. Tony was telling me the other day, and we were talking about you were coming on. You know, mm-hmm. he was like talking about school, like that's like broadcasting journalism schools and stuff. Like I'm like, what are you talking about, man? I think they just either have it. Or... He's like, no, I'm telling you, or something like that. We have a conversation. That's crazy. You never did any of that. But it's so like, what what skills would you say that you have to have? What Did you have to have? To be, um, on the radio, um, personality and right personality. Definitely. You know, you got to be able to carry the room. I think. Yes. Uh, that
2: I think being creative and I think being timely as well and kind of know what to say and what not to say. I think, you know, especially in a, in a time of day we live in now, you know, yeah, you got to watch what you say. It's like they say, you got to learn how to read the room. Right. Which I'm terrible at. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, my bad. But like, I think what it is 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 giving, letting everyone know is that like, you know, when we watch TV shows like Jimmy Fallon or we watch these shows, these hosts, they have a guest. The star of the show is the guest. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? He'll do funny bits and do things and have Tom Cruise throw footballs through glass, whatever. But it's all about the guest. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And the coolest experience is a buddy of mine. i call him out now. He hit me up on a Friday. His name is Zed Woodley. He goes, dude, yesterday my coworker said that you wish me happy birthday on the radio. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah. That's what it's about. Making feel special. Right.
0: He didn't listen to it. Right. Well,
2: screw you for not listening. No. Um, <laughs> but his his coworker listened and yeah. told him, dude, they were talking about you on the radio. That's what it's all about. Mm. Then he may come back and, and listen to find out what everyone – Or maybe talk about him or his coworker or somebody else. Or we're just having a good time or making them laugh. Yeah. So I think that the number one thing is, man, you can't have an ego. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't have think that you're better than anybody because let me tell you something, you're gonna lose your job tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Literally I did. Well, it was yesterday. (laughs) But (laughs) but but then but then at the end of the day, I've gotten so many phone calls bartending. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. You know, I'm just a talker. And I think that you kind of have to go in there just being humble and just knowing what you love. And going into it, man, just like you know, just like anything. So, are you bartending right now? No, uh, I don't know. I've got fifteen different bars I can work at, apparently, but I don't know. I I, I don't know what's going on right now. Kind of want to stay in radio, you know? Right? It's my baby. It's what I like to do. Um, and getting a taste of that morning, getting a taste of that stuff, <clears> that gets that drive. But right now, I've got a bunch of different offers, so I may have to. I don't sit down really good. Mm-hmm. I have to move constantly. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking about just maybe. Doing something either in alcohol-related things. Um, I don't know, man, music or radio.
1: So is the morning show – let us know when you get a – if you decide to become a bart- bartending. Sure. I'll, I'll definitely come up there. Okay. Um, so the morning show is where you want to be if you're on the radio. That's, yes. that's where all the listening – that's where the money is at, I guess. Yes. For getting paid,
2: I mean. Mm-hmm. So you have your – you have your basically four different parts. You have your night. Your afternoon, your midday, and your mornings. Most shows and concepts of radio are built around the morning show. Okay. That's basically what it's about. Now, you can have some good afternoon shows. Remember Drake and Zeke back in the yeah. day were an afternoon? That was
1: really good. They were
2: freaking awesome. And then they moved into mornings. They got paid, New station. You know, it is what it is. But the morning drive is what it's all about because you're listening to you – you're entertaining more people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're literally on the way to work. And the best thing we could ask for is for a traffic jam, mm-hmm. you know, because True. now we got we, we have a contest going out there or something, you know, 40 percent of men do this without asking their women. Man, you have all these women. Well, shit, I ain't doing nothing. Let me get on the phone real quick, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And now with the handheld thing, everybody just presses a button on on their little oh, console. Yeah. Now, now mm-hmm. they're just like, uh, take the trash out. Wrong. Click. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the answer is, by the way? 40% of men do this without asking their wives or their partner. Change the thermostat. What? Oh. Yeah, can you believe that?
1: <laughs> I didn't know that was the thing.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but where they get this fucking information, that's the oh craziest thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Man. Mm-hmm.
0: You got your notebook
3: over there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading. I'm trying <laughs> to read. I'm trying to read some stuff.
2: Um... It's called Dead Air. Yeah, you just have to
0: edit this one out. <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> That's what he does. He's the guy.
1: I don't have anything on here.
0: I mean, he is a person, man. Just ask him a fucking question. <laughs> start it off. Start it off. Go ahead. No, you do this. Come on, man. Come on, dude. This is this is bad, man. You got a guest. A celebrity guest. Oh, God. <laughs> an, um, an unemployed
2: guest.
1: <laughs> I got all my questions already. Answer. You blew your load already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thirty that. minutes into it.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So as far as like podcasting,
2: yes. How do you feel about that? Um, I think it's it's good. I think that it is the next level of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Joe Rogan; he just signed a huge contract. Yeah. On the flip side, Howard Stern just signed a hundred twenty million dollar contract as well. So it's best of both worlds. Yeah. I think podcast. You have to kind of have. I don't know how to say it. Like, like we talked about earlier, Kevin down the road that nobody knows has never done anything before. wants to start a podcast. Do you Mm -hmm. think he's going to have a million listeners in a year? No, no. Do you think he's going to have a thousand listeners in six months? I doubt it. Right. Yeah. I think you have to bring something to it already and you Mm -hmm. already have to have something. Once you kind of get that ball rolling, man, I liked you. Well, now I can listen like a 30 minute or 40 minute segment of you. Yeah. Okay, Cool that's cool as well. Mm-hmm. I do a podcast with a buddy of mine. It's called The House of Hoops. And we talk about basketball. You know, yeah. of course, we were in a damn pandemic for four months and there was no basketball. So we still talked about some basketball stuff. And then we changed it up a little bit. Best movies to watch while you're at the house quarantining. Best things to do. So you take topical information and you kind of move it just like what y'all do. Yeah. You know, your show, you just talk shit and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. And people relate to that. You're real. Yeah, that's one thing they liked about me is that I didn't go to a broadcasting school. Man, I haven't been doing this job forever, ever. Well, I have, but not hosting like that. Yeah, right. I'm raw. I'm real, just like you guys. Mm-hmm. That's why people can relate to you. You know, you don't have that voice, and you're talking so laddie. Let me
3: ask you this: you don't <laughs> have that shit, man. It's what just is normal. that
0: voice? It's like the the stripper DJ voice. It's like the same thing. <laughs> satellite up, night, satellite.
1: <laughs> t- yeah, we're both in at the same time. <laughs> Sadie, one song, one song left. (laughs) Gentlemen, you're two for ones. This is song two. Like, what the fuck? Who does that? Because every time you go to the strip club, that's how they sound. But when I talk to my friends at the DJ at a strip club in Tampa, he doesn't sound like that. It's like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? And then when you see him there, he's like, yeah, coming up. You know, it's like that. (laughs) I'm like, what is... What is the difference in the voice? And it's
0: like universal. Is it a machine? It's not just like in one area. Right. It's like a
1: is like a machine he talks into. Like, you know, the mic, he just changes the like the the pitch of it or whatever. You know how you can. No, I think
0: it's just like you just did. Oh, you just do like putting on a voice, yeah. Yeah. You just switch it
2: up just a little bit and then you put inflection with your voice because right over here, satellite twenty-three, we have (laughs) candy. Candy is from Biloxi, Mississippi. You know, it, it, that's it. Back in the day, they thought that was it, the voice guy, okay. you know, and it was Marlboro Reds. Smoke yeah. him while you got them. And then, okay, they kind of realized that. Then they started breaking through with, I think MTV having VJs was one of those. Okay. And then you had Carson Daly and then you have Ryan Seacrest on the other end. And they're kind of just talking and doing their thing. Now, if you look at people, look at Howard Stern. Yeah. Look at these people. They don't have that voice. And then you remember when they had that homeless guy who had the golden voice? Oh,
0: yeah, they did the Kraft macaroni and cheese. <clears throat> yeah. But they thought th- he had that voice, you know, and somebody
2: caught on to that. And that would sell years and years ago. Yeah. And now it's just kind of like, well, we don't need that because everyone can be famous. Everyone's got a voice through podcasts <clears throat> or through podcasts. Uh, uh, it, 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 social media, basically. Yes. Yeah. You know, look like at these TikTok stars. You saw oh. that guy with the cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. And that whole, the whole story was he was just, he had to get to work and he's like, all right, I'm gonna take my longboard and then he had, to, he was a skateboard and he just rolled it and he was just playing around and made a little video and then that was
0: it and now he's famous. Yeah. Ocean Spray got him a freaking Chuck. car. <laughs> Um. The yeah, Rel sent me something. Gary V. I guess he it kind of inspired that guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, because Gary V. is always like post, just post shit, post shit, yeah. post shit. And the guy's like, man, should I post this? Should I not post it? And if he wouldn't have posted, we wouldn't know who he is right now. And he yeah. posted it, and it popped. Right. You know? I, I, I,
2: are y'all on TikTok?
0: Yeah, I'm I have t- the app. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't. TikTok? I don't have it. Come on, dude. You're on it. Don't lie. It's hilarious, <laughs> man. There was a lot of funny shit because people send me stuff every day.
2: I, I can I show you something real quick. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm on TikTok and I went to a Backstreet Boys concert. What's
1: your name on TikTok?
2: Uh, I think I'm The Real Laddie, maybe. Let me check it and see. Um, I don't know. I don't play on it too much, but uh, uh, working in my business, I got tickets to, uh, let me see what's going on. Oh, I'm, yeah, at Real Laddie, R-E-A-L-L-A-T-T-Y. So, anyways, I went to, Backstreet Boy concert, because that's our business. We play that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I got good ass seats, good ass seats to it. Anyways, I just happened to film. And what I filmed was the greatest part of the concert of all time. I put it on TikTok. I have right now 148,000. Oh, shit. Holy shit. So look at this. <laughs> yeah. This is AJ McClain. All right. One of the Backstreet Boys yeah. hitting Nick Carter in the nuts. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> okay. Right. Now, I'm going to click on it now. So watch it here. All right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean
2: literally you hit him in the nuts. Uh, that yeah. is
1: the shit. Man.
3: I just
2: happened to I was just like, alright. I was like, oh my god. And he hit him <laughs> I look around and it's like me and like like a thousand like fifteen year olds and I'm like, did you see that? <laughs> They're god! like what? Hey! I go I go home because the next day I had to work, you know, on the air and I was like, I made the I get the greatest video of all time. I was like the backstreet boys, were they dancing? They were singing. No, it was a nutshot nut shot. It was awesome. <laughs> and I had to figure out how to say nut shot on the air. without saying nutshot. That was hard too. But anyway, so it's just That's something funny. like that. Now I'm not
0: in it, yeah. but still it's still your content though.
2: Right. Right. Yeah. And now, so if I make a video, you're going to have maybe 700 to a thousand views on that, which is cool. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a TikTok star or anything, but you never know. Yeah. So I think just go out there and you try it. And like, we're in the age to where we have to learn this shit because it's going right. on just like podcasts. Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah. have this 20, 20, 30 years ago. I mean, you didn't have this shit, you know? Yeah.
1: My friend, um, john his wife sarah she made a video of her daughter doing something and put on tiktok they've gotten over a million views on it that's it's crazy. twitch truth from 93 exactly yeah. in the day it's him and his wife wow a million views on like a 10 second video it's crazy i'm just like man how the fuck i was like did yeah. you make any money off that she's like i don't think so i don't know how to do that well
2: get in touch with somebody because yeah that's like the music business now you know it's it's Anyone can make a song. If you make a song and you have two million views, a record company's going to be like, we want some of that. Yeah. Here, we'll
0: let you keep all the rights to everything. Just give us 30% and we'll promote the shit out of you. It's like that kid, that little Nods X. I think he paid like $40 for that beat and then it was like the number one song for like the longest time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he made a shitload of money off that old town road. Yeah. And
2: dude, would you get Billy Ray Cyrus on there with yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> Doesn't suck. So I think that it's it's technology and you just need to embrace it. So back to your question about the podcast, Mm. it's the same thing. You know, you don't have to be the biggest name. You just got to do it.
0: Having a name absolutely helps when it comes to podcasting because you're building an audience. Well, I think too, if you look at, there's some famous people that have started them and, They just don't pop because I guess they don't resonate with some people. Right. So it's that factor, too. It just depends on, like you said, personality and all that kind of like everything has to come together. But it's your content, too. Yeah. You have to have it. I mean,
2: there's some podcasts out there. uh, My buddy said there's like these two comedians. And what they do is they look at movies that are like basically shitty and they talk about them. Mm -hmm. And like, or if they're really good movies, they talk about how bad they are. And like... (laughs) Yeah, like one of them is <laughs> – one of them they said the worst movies ever is Space Jam. And people are like, oh, I love Space Jam. No, yeah. you just love Nostalgia. That's a shitty movie. Yeah. You know? And like so you 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 listen to them, and then you go watch the movie. Right. You know? And then you go and you leave a comment. Yeah. So it's all about your content as well and, and where you're going with it.
0: So when it comes to podcasts, you got to have something cool. Got to have something a little bit different. Yeah. And I think real works. Now, what do you think about how radio is with the censorship? Do you think that needs to change since – Yes. Most people in today's culture curse and yes, talk about sex and stuff like that. 100%. I'm watching I don't care what news
2: what news organization it is, but they're right. We're in the middle of these riots and protests and everything so you got fireballs flying past people yeah. and then you walk up to people and they're like fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah. literally have that. Yeah. When we were growing up back in the 90s and the 80s and 90s, they were like Oh, we're so sorry about that. We're cutting commercial. We're cutting to this. Now they don't say anything. They just let it go. They let it go. They don't apologize. I think you should be able to cuss. Mm -hmm. I think that the world is changing. I think it's getting more socially acceptable when it comes to everything. Yeah. And I think they should continue to do that. I think we should be able to say shit, fuck, everything else on air. Well, What word can you say, like curse words? You could say damn hell. um, What is this? Third
1: grade? (laughs) Right.
2: Yes. True story. True story. Um, The was it? What came out? The uh, Oscars or whatever. Anyway, Shit's Creek won everything. Right? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, so the whole time we're like, and uh, hope the girl that was working with me. She's like, can I say Shit Creek? It was for the, the uh, entertainment segment. And I was like, well, yeah, because it's the context of how you're using it. It's yeah. the name of a show, you know? So the whole time I'm going, shits Creek, Shits Creek. He's got a paddle and he needs a shits Creek. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept saying that. Yeah. That same day, I talked to my friend who's doing uh, radio in Dallas. And he's worked for a big station in Dallas. And he was like, yeah, our, we almost got in trouble for saying Shits Creek on the air. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's what I did for like 40 minutes. <laughs> Like, so funny, you know, and yeah. so I definitely agree. I think you should be a little more just open of what you can say.
1: Well, it's also like, it's also like, you know, in other countries, they, they're, it, it they can curse, they can curse, they have nudity on TV. Why yeah. is it 2020 and you can't see a titty or, or whatever on channel five, uh, NBC or ABC or something? Why is it so regulated still? Especially we all come out naked, <clears throat> right? You know, it's like
0: we come out with clothes. Right. So it's just, I don't know. It's so, I don't know. It's like somebody back in the day was like, this is a deviant behavior. So we got to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, we just all just kind of fa- fall in line with it and stay with it. Let me at, let me ask you, what do you think? I think they should be able to curse. Yeah. I mean, cause like most people in a, a daily conversation, you know, curse and I don't even think anything of it. You know, like if I hear somebody curse, I'm not gonna like, oh, you said a bad word. Right. You know? So yeah, I think they should be able to. Rob? Well,
1: oh, Definitely. I kinda got looked at crazy. We had a team meeting uh two weeks ago and they were asking questions and I answered, I was like, Well that's fucking stupid. And everyone just kinda looked at me like they're like the new kid just got fired. <laughs> you know? I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking I was like, What did I and I'm they like and and so the the big, big like the, the biggest boss of both Memphis and um Knoxville branch were here. He was just sitting back there just and then he said something to to my boss. He's like, "You didn't get that under control because we don't want to tolerate that." He's like, "Oh, he doesn't know because he comes from Ajax, where they cuss like nonstop at each other." And are they savages? We've got our <laughs> savages over there, man. But like, uh, I just said something, and they were everyone. I mean, the whole room got so quiet, dude. I was like, "Oh fuck."
0: <laughs> yeah, in the work environment, it's really dumb because, like, I remember one time I cursed at work. I was like, "This is some bullshit," and the other guy was like can we say that? And he's like, yeah, this is bullshit. You know, it's like you gave him a pass, like a baton to say it. Sure. <laughs> so
1: sure. I always say, like, Hey baby, how you doing? Kind of like when I'm talking like a female employee, you know, and I got pulled into the, this is my old company. I got pulled into the owner's office. He's like, have a seat. I'm like, <clears throat> I was like, Patrick, I'm really busy. What's going on? He's like, you know, she can sue me for that, what you just said. I was like, what did I say? He's like, you can't say baby to a woman, at uh, employee. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, dude, I'm telling you, you can't say that kind of stuff because it could be deemed sexist and stuff like that. I was like, right. oh shit, you know, I didn't even think about that, I man. I'm fucking sorry. Right. He's like, just, just you got to think. I know you didn't mean anything about it, and she doesn't mind you saying it, but – If somebody else heard you say that, that you're not cool with, they they could actually make something out of it. And then you'd have to deal with that. And I would have to deal with it. I was like, oh, shit. But that's, but that's part of the cult,
2: like the, the cancel culture thing. Look, I get it, man. Everyone. And I don't want to get open to that by any means, but we're in a, we're, everyone's skating a thin line. Mm -hmm. Like it, we don't want you to do it, but I can kind of do this over here. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of like the way things are. And and I understand that. I wouldn't want someone to like demoralize me or calling me certain names or, of course, you know, guys don't really do that to their guys and girls don't do that to guys as well. Guys do do that to women to a point. But like the context of it, do you know what I'm saying? Right. We're in the South. Dude, I was working at Corky's Barbecue and man, everyone in the world, 80 percent of my fucking customers are from out of town and I'm bartending. So what am I saying? What are, what are the girls saying there? Hey, sweetie. Hey, baby. Come on. Bathroom's right over here. Just being just what right. we are yeah and then i remember somebody came up to get a to-go order and i was like i was like hey sweetie how you doing she goes, don't call me sweetie i was like oh, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, it's just the, the south you yeah. know like, i'm sorry it's just it's a term right. of endearment. just being nice and she was just like don't do that i'm from chicago and we don't do that and i'm like oh you're a yankee <laughs> 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 and she was, I was like no i'm sorry it's just a joke you know and, yeah. and and then she didn't know where the Mason Dixon was. It was crazy. Um, no. <laughs> God damn. But, but, but it was just, I couldn't say, she didn't want that. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't see anything wrong with that. I'm not trying to like get on you or anything, you know? Yeah. Like, hey baby,
1: what's up sweetie? You want a slaw that sandwich? What's up there? <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not, you're not being malicious with it. Right. Right. But I don't know. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Words are, um, it's weird how, like you said, you got to be careful, especially with the whole Me Too culture now going on. Yeah. Because stuff you would have got away with in the past you can't definitely do now.
1: Oh, Trump's locker room talk. Well, I mean, that's a little <laughs> bit
2: different. <but. laughs> Dude, it's crazy. I'll tell you you make tell, tell you a crazy radio story. Yeah. It's like basically what we're talking about. So I was working for this radio station. It was Wild 1075. And it was they were trying to be like trying to be like Howard Stern here in the South. Didn't work. Okay. I mean, they had brawls all over the uh, <laughs> the studio. It was crazy. And they had these three women come in. And it was for Brian McKnight tickets. Okay. And whoever could eat the chunky bar, the fastest, in the chunky candy bar. Yeah. The fastest would get Brian McKnight tickets. Here's the problem. They were big women and they all had to do it topless. Oh. Goodness. I'm in there and I mean I'm like, okay. I'm like 19, <laughs> 20 years old, and these women are just scarfing this thing down, <laughs> trying to do it, and they're topless. And like I was like, wow.
1: Did you get excited? <laughs> no, you got, you got no, a boner? <laughs>
2: and I was I was like, This is like kind of turning me off, but not really. Like, this (laughs) is so weird. Like, I just never been in there. And then, okay, well, congratulations. You win. And watching these women just put their clothes back on Mm -hmm. and you lost. You can't do that today. Yeah. You can't do that. Maybe like on Howard Stern can do it. Maybe like on Sirius, whatever. But like local radio down the road, iHeart Radio is not letting you do that. (laughs) You know, it's not
1: happening, man. You know? Yeah. I have a friend that, um, he got, he called this girl to come to the radio station. He said, hey, I want you to get here. He got this. He, wa- he had to walk down there to let her in and shit. And He's like, I'm going to be on the live air in about five minutes. I want you to blow me while I'm on live air. Oh, wow. This bitch blew him while he was on, like, talking, like, to his listeners and shit. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, no fucking way. He's like. I swear to God, it but happened. he
0: didn't announce that this was happening,
1: though. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. I was just telling, okay. it, like, you know. But no, he was like, no, he didn't say, "Hey, oh, I'm getting a blowjob right now," you know. like, <laughs> which, which would be pretty cool because he probably could have gotten away with it, yeah, because he was really known at the time, you know. Like, oh, I wonder who this could be. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what uh, you're uh, talking about, Tony. But uh, yeah, he told me that and I was like, "No fucking way!" And dude, behold, she did it.
2: Let me tell you something because, and it's so weird like that. It, it's, it's, I don't know how to say it. People think that certain people are celebrities and have a celebrity status just mm-hmm. because of what they do for a living, yeah. Right. And a lot of it, obviously me, I don't think so. I just have a cool job, but the other person, it's like all of us, we see Dave Brown, like dude, that's Dave Brown, the weather guy. Yeah. We all do that. yeah. And apparently people do it to local people, but the reality is, that girl would rather blow the radio DJ than the pizza delivery boy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just cause she's going to go tell her friends, man, I blew the radio DJ. Are y'all yeah. together in a relationship? No, but it wasn't the dude to give her free coupons and Domino's. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, I guess
0: it mm-hmm. is what it is. It's like you were, I think you were saying it earlier, like clout. Like yeah. Clout chasers.
2: Yeah. You know? That's, you know, they,
0: they have websites for that too, you know? We're you're going to get some pussy out of this podcast. That's the goal. <laughs> Are you growing one?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's in my ear. It's in your ear. <laughs>
0: oh, man, that's good. Man. I mean, what is all that chicken scratch you have over there? Right?
1: <laughs> it's the stuff we've already <laughs> talked about. Wow. I mean, I didn't realize. That... <sighs>
0: He's got a lot of written them. I community. know. I see a bunch of shit. I don't know what the fuck it is though. I wrote y'all's names down on my <laughs> pad. <path. laughs> I have I have that going
2: for me. I really like your setup too. By the way, thank I you. I think y'all've done a really fantastic job. I'm seeing books over here. Y'all are big readers. This is the butt book. That's the pussy book. <laughs> um, that's the big book of breast. Breast. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm in the right place.
1: What um I do have a question. Sure. What advice do you have for people that's trying to get into radio? Would you tell them not to? Don't do it. No. <laughs> um, because it's so cutthroat, you know, like, shit, look what happened to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know, man. I, I say, I don't know. To be honest with you, fuck it and do what you want. Right. You know, it, 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 the industry's changing 100%, but like, you know, a, a buddy of mine, he lost his job a couple weeks back. He was working here at Intercom. And then he kind of caught wind, long story short, he got a job. He starts... Monday at a brand new station in another city. So nice. so it gives everybody hope, right? Um I think that with technology and podcasts and internet radio and things like that. If you can build an audience, go ahead and do it. And yeah. if you have that drive, go ahead and do it, man. Because if you don't, you'll never know where you're, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like in my situation. Yeah. I'm not locally on air right now, but you know what? Something may happen.
1: That's what I'm thinking. You, you're a name. People know. So
2: well, hopefully, I mean, people know me more for asking them if they want slaw on their sandwich rather than <laughs> <laughs> taking yeah. their request, but, but, but still, I kind of say go for it regardless what you do in this world. Oh, it's a dying industry. It's this. Yeah, but you know what? Homeboy just got a job. Somebody called me up to do get a job the other day. I said no to it. But, you know, so I understand it's dying, but you never know what you're going to do if you just don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that's like telling a kid, hey, man, you know how many people are baseball players? There's thousands of them. You'll never make it. Yeah. Okay. Go, go to find the odds and see what you can do. Well,
0: I ca- think it's like how people used to listen to the radio back in the day. Then everybody started watching TV. And now we're listening to podcasts and stuff like that. Right. So it's like radio probably will have a resurgence again, too. I hope so. You know, because I think it's it's just people that usually are in that other space that want to <laughs> say something's dying. Right. It's like, oh, TV's dead. It's like they're uh, still making a shit ton of what money. What are you on talking TV about? Yeah. I was like, like
1: uh, oh, I don't watch regular TV. I watch. N- that is TV motherfucker. You're it watching is.
0: TV on your TV.
1: Like you're watching something out of your fucking tube TV. You're
2: right now. Radio is a different industry because g- granted you have different platforms to find music. Older people kind of like ourselves. I'll say older or 40s or whatever, but like you're still, you're teaching your kids. I mean, I, I've right now I'll read you a thing that I got from a buddy of mine. He sent me a message today or yesterday, whenever. But as my buddy from Nick, he just said, I've got two girls, 18 and 13. So 107.5 has been on the radio channel on alarms and on cars for a little bit. Not my jam of music, but is, he said nice stuff about us, but you and your group had, uh, were really entertaining. And sorry about the format change and yada, yada. But that just proved it. He has his 18 and 13 year old girls listening, not only at home, but in the car as well. Yeah. And so they're laughing. They have an opportunity. So what are they going to do? They're going to go to it. Mm-hmm. They can listen to Spotify and all that shit when they're waiting on their table at Chili's with the family. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right. They can plug that crap in there. But like, you want Backstreet Boy tickets, bro? You have to listen to 107.5. You want Elton John tickets? You have to listen to FM 100. I'm shooting out all these different radio stations. Yeah. Hire me. Um, <laughs> but that's why local radio will never die. Yeah. To a point, you know what I'm saying? These big corporations like intercom and iHeart, New York, Miami, LA, these big cities, they make so much money in revenue that they can support a Nashville office mm. or a Memphis office. I got you. You sure what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it is. They have national advertising through Walgreens or Coca-Cola or Pepsi, Papa John's Yeah. that big million dollar deal. Locally we have homeboy down the road. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And if homeboy down the road's got a fucking pandemic for five months, guess who he's spending his money with? No one. one. So that's, that's the industry, but I promise you as soon as this crap gets back done, I think you're going to see a resurgence to be honest with you. Yeah. And I've talked to friends of mine who are, they own record labels. They're in record labels. I'd like to kind of get in that business as well. But what have these artists been doing? They've been sitting there playing with their balls for four to five, six months, not being able to do anything but they've got all this music they've been making. Mm -hmm. They're making all this music. Then they're going to go back to their record company. Well, I've got 17 songs. Let's put 14 on an album. Let's sell three of them to radio stations and let's get back touring when we're able to do it. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's an absolute fact because what we were doing, we couldn't have artists in the studio. It was all through Instagram live. Mm. Really? Yeah. My buddy at Atlantic records called me up. Hey, I got this artist, Ava Max. She's hot. Boom. Cool. I'm gonna have her on. So, I would do an Instagram live with her through the radio station and stuff. And next thing you know, we've got 3,000 people watching the video right there. Yeah. And you can record it and you can put it out there. So, if you missed it, you still get it. Mm. You know? Yeah. And it's my job to keep it entertaining because I'm asking her the questions. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm the one trying to get it entertaining and being where it should be. Oh,
1: I would fail at that.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yours will last like 20 minutes. <laughs> well, you know, hey, hey,
1: there you
2: go. No, no, no. no <laughs> that's great. Ours is only like 10 minutes long. Oh, okay. And that's a, what it's about. People are still watching things. Sometimes it's, you know, you're you're not watching it for as long as you would be watching it. Yeah. But maybe you're watching a little clip for, you know, five, 10 minutes. All right, it's funny. But it's still there and it's still going to be there. I just think that right now the whole world is in a jacked up place because when these artists have music, you got to talk about them. Well, who's going to talk about them locally? You got to hire these people. Yeah. And then now when money's going to be start coming in through everything else and, and it's just crazy right now but I, th- I think it's going to come back for sure
1: how come we don't um have like more local hour like what was it what was it called back when we were growing up like in the you know, our 20s and stuff remember uh, like locals on not locals at 9 or something like that yeah locals
2: or, only lo- yeah. speaking of that you know who I talked to the other day <clears throat> do you remember crate yeah. Great. I talked to him the other day. Jesus. Where's he at now? Nashville. He's at the, he's at the buzz, the uh, alternative rock station now huh. in Nashville. And so he has that literally I was listening to him the other day and it's like a local buzz thing. Um, I think rock stations are about that. And I think that that's kind of like a, it's like an on-air battle of the bands. Right. right? And I think that that's a good thing. I think diving into the cities and that's one thing I wanted to do here is we had like so many local musicians here that even though our format doesn't necessarily play a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I think still you need to bring them into the city and bring them in on your show and on your radio because you're local. Yeah. You can't sit there and be like, we're live and local and you don't have anybody on that's bullshit. So during my show, I brought in the freaking university of Memphis band. They're playing the band. Everyone in there <laughs> like, what is going on here? I'm trying to do a radio show. I'm like, well, tell your listeners that they're listening to the Memphis band. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's what I'm doing over yeah. here. And I don't know why they don't do that, to be honest with you. I I think that they need to grasp it, especially in this city. I'd have Boo Mitchell on, his son Uriah Mitchell. I'd have Al Capone on, Muck Sticky, all these local people, Zach
1: Myers, Yeah, Yeah. all of them on. There's so much talent here that that no one's, we're just not, we're we're making us listen to the same stuff over and over, and now it's the same stuff on like four different channels. Mm -hmm. There's There's
0: a kid I heard about, his name is Healy. He's a local guy. And I heard about him on TikTok. Like, wow. there was some song playing in the background. I was like, Shazamda. I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and then I started listening to his album. He's talking about, like, Minglewood and fucking Collierville. <laughs>
2: That's like, cool as shit. Yeah. Like,
1: I, that, and I like that. I like listening to that kind of stuff. Go, oh, man, I know what he's talking about.
2: Right. There's so many there's so many like uh of course like in, in Memphis we have a lot of rappers coming through here. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't suck. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're really really good. So I think Hot 107 does a really good job of that. Um I've met so many different rappers and I'm like, cool "Who's boy. your favorite locally?" Oh, that's a hard question. Uh I really like Moneybag Yo. Mm. I I just think I love his swag. Yeah. I really do. Um of course I, I like like all to be honest with you. Um when it comes to that kind of rap, I really like my boy Muck Sticky. I've been doing. I've got a song with him and Al Capone. I love Al Capone as well. He's got some new music out. Muck Sticky's changing his vibe, his style. Um, of course, Little White's got a new album out as well. Three Six is always going to be there. You know, yeah. they're more known for the old school stuff. I guess you know that yeah. we can go, rely <laughs> on.
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm
2: sorry. No, uh, but uh, Key Glock's really good. Uh, Black boy JB's out there. He's really good. Um, they even have this little white kid out there in Cordova named White Sosa. You know, dude.
0: We, we know his mom. That's,
3: <laughs> that's, really? That's our
2: friend Heather's son. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. He doesn't suck. I have a friend of mine who works at a record label. I sent him his stuff, and I was like, look, he's got this one song with. Um, he's oh, got millions and millions of views. What is his name? I can't think of his name right now. But um, uh, uh anyways. He's got millions of views, and then you look at his stuff. This white Sosa kid, he's
1: got like hundreds of thousands of views, man. His mom was he. Mo- his mom posted something that he, how many uh, listens he had on Spotify or right. whatever, dude. It was ridiculous. It's crazy. It was like a million v- listens or whatever they call it. And yeah. like, what the fuck, like. I thought – I was like, oh, this this got to be some kind of joke. Like, who the fuck is this kid, man? Like, you I, know. I,
2: NLE Chopper. That's what it is. NLE Chopper. That's what it is. And he got him on. And next thing you know, they're like, yo, this white kid can spit. And next thing you know, he's got his stuff out there. So, congratulations. Shout out to his mom, too. Yeah, man. I
0: remember she used to post about her son being a rapper. I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then,
1: like – You never think two things about it. Like, okay, whatever, man, Heather. Just go get my beer. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> –
2: yeah, that's crazy. Right. And I, I think that you need to I- embrace that stuff, to be honest with you. And one of the coolest things is when we had the Mempho Fest that was here, you know, yeah. we got a lot of those local artists. And I was kind of, you know, Boo Mitchell had a lot to do with that, too. And so uh, he's like, hey, man, can you interview people? I got Al, uh, Al Capone. I got Juicy J. Or I got Lil White. Or I've got even Elliot Ives. You know, Elliot, back in place, plays with Justin Timberlake. You know, he's with um, um, Lord T and Eloise as well. And yeah. You fucking live here, man. I go see your shows at Minglewood Hall. Yeah. I go see you when you're playing Brookhaven, even Charvey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, oh, really Charve. You know, that like, guy's really good. you have to embrace the city. And I swear to God, wherever I go, however I get back on radio, terrestrial radio, I swear to God, I'm that's what I'm going to do, I don't care what city it is. I'm yeah. going to bring it on there. And then people are going to be like, cause that's the whole thing, man. You just nailed it. I had a segment on our show called show me your cocktail. And it was at 7.30 on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And I got local bartenders to come on and make cocktails of that. their restaurant. I saw that. you know, And it's fun because here's the problem. When you open up a new restaurant, the Memphis Flyer does an article on it. The Commercial Appeal does something on it. And the next thing you know, they never revisit it. Yeah, They don't. And I've been bartending my whole life in this city. And it's made me close. I buy now. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> the money that I've gotten. And I wanted to promote that. And I came up with this fun idea. And next thing you know, we had a sponsor behind it. Then everyone, my phone would just, can I come on? Can I come on? Yeah. Like our boy Daniel over at um, uh, Silly Goose. Yeah, Every restaurant that he owns, I had a bartender on there from that. Mm. And it's just being local. And then next thing you know, they're telling their friends, I'm going to be on there. Mm. We would film it. We would put it out there. And so far, I think the best, the not the best one, but the uh, one with the most views is probably the girls from Brookhaven. Uh wow. Nikki and Amber on there and they have over maybe 10, 15,000 views. Oh, wow! Damn. yeah. But that, but that's that business though. Yeah. And that's what it is. So you don't have to go there tomorrow, but you'd be like, you know what? Wait, weren't you on the radio? With yeah. them? Okay, cool. So remember, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like a setter in volleyball. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I set the shit up and you spike it down.
1: You You're know? like the middleman. You bring in the people together. That's all it is, brother. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about you. So let's just make that shit happen. I was listening to that podcast, that, not podcast, but that segment you were doing. I was mm-hmm. like, God damn, I really want one of these drinks. It's like seven o'clock in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> hey, it sounds so good. <laughs> I'm driving my little busted ass Toyota truck around. I'm like, God damn. What time, what time is it? I was like, shit. Yeah, it's the good. good.
2: They were really good. Some of them, I mean, and they're incredible. They bring uh, was it, uh, my buddy Alex, he's over at Alchemy and man, he's sitting Alex there. Alex Mosley? Yeah. Oh dude, Alex is the shit. He is awesome. He's Mary's husband, mm, Dude, there, he's sitting yeah, yeah. there sh- making all this stuff and here's this fire and here's this and we're like, holy crap. It- it's fantastic. So, I mean, that's, that, that's incredible. You know, just giving everybody love basically is all it is. Who are some of the coolest people you interviewed? Interviewed?
1: Yeah. it's oh, I like, really- hung out with. Like, my-
2: it's really weird in my whole career. Wow. That's a, it's a tough question. I know who really sucks. I know that one, you know, you really don't. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell us who sucks? Yeah, I can tell you. Who sucks. i tell you who's really cool. Uh, Mario Lopez is really cool.
0: He seems like you have a good personality.
2: He is. He, uh, this is years ago. We hung out. We went to EPs. Remember Elvis? Yeah, and, okay. And so I was working with Carson and Kennedy. Kennedy went out there and me, she lived downtown. We hung out with him. And towards the end, uh, we were drinking, hanging out, and I took him back to his hotel. What mm-hmm. was so crazy? The <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, it was March, and it snowed here in March. This is like 2008, 2009. Okay. And anyways, he was just so cool talking. He's like, so man, you got family? It's like, my brother's, in, my brother's in LA right now. Oh, really? What does he do? And, dah, dah, dah. and he's like, so how big is three, six mafia here? He's like asking me all these questions. And I'm like, I just want to be like, did you fuck Kelly Kapowski, dude? That's all I want to know. <laughs> <Yeah. Like,
3: laughs>
2: you know. Yeah. You know? And uh, but it's super nice, dude. Um, uh, Little Dickie was cool. That little dicky, he was really Zach Myers. Zach Zach Myers. It's so weird. It's like these. These like local celebrities, but like they're like real big to everybody else. But us, it's like just our neighbors, you know. But uh, Zach's really cool, dude. Twenty One Pilots.
1: Yeah, I saw them in Minglewood.
2: Yeah, Yeah, they kind of suck. Yeah, it was really weird. They're just very dry. Like they have Tyler and Josh. Okay, and like they're just kind of dry. And we went there to interview them. They were good guys. They are good guys. Don't get me wrong. But like, if they're like, dude, 21 pilots is here. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Cause it just kind of, they were very dry and it was very all about the music. And if you try to steer away and try to throw personality at them. mm, So they uh, took
0: themselves too seriously or something. Yeah.
2: We did a really thing. It was really cool. We had like
0: Beatles or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) We we had like
2: 15 different. um, We had probably 25 people coming in. There was a meet and greet with them and it was an interview thing. Mm -hmm. So I was on MC in the the microphone. Are you going to get beers? Hey, can I grab one? one? Yeah, Yeah, sweet. Tony? Yes, please. Um, so they ended up uh, doing this little press conference meet and greet with us. Mm-hmm. And I asked the questions. People write their questions down. I would ask them. And then, of course, I'd walk over to the person. So I'd go up to you, Tony. And be like, here, you need to you ask your question to him." Well, when I did, they were just kind of very short with their answers. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, yeah. you know, and I'm just kind of like, I don't.
0: I understand, like, maybe people have bad days, but people were there for you. So yeah. You need to you need to be a performer. I think at all times when you're, especially on the radio. I agree. You know, so it's like, suck it up, man. Right. But this is your job. Yeah. You know, to a point.
2: Like, granted, you make that music, and and you just nailed it, man. Everyone has a bad day. Yeah. Everyone does. Um, but what's weird is that, like, you. I don't know. It just I asked a question, and from a, a girl asked a question, and anyways, his answer was really short. I said, okay, on to the next, and he goes. Oh, well, I wasn't done answering that question, but dude, there was a long pause.
0: <laughs> like there like was Raul reading his question. Yeah, no,
2: and I'm like, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'll continue to answer. He's like, no, I'm done. I'm good. I'm like, no, go ahead man. I'm sorry to interrupt you. He's like, no, we're fine. Move to the next.
0: Uh, he's just a dick.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. um, all right, dude. And, and we got done with it and they were like, all right, it's good. I, I learned from that. Thank you, sir. I, I learned from that, um, uh, experience for a minute, but that was the second time I've met, met them and hung out with them.
3: Mm.
2: You know what I'm saying? The first time it was all about the music and it was really cool. You know, cool seeing these artists in a different okay. light, but dude, it wasn't anything that was
0: special to, yeah. too to bad. You know, have you met somebody that you thought was going to be cool and then they were a dick like, like a hero. They say like, don't meet your heroes. Um,
2: no, but yes. So do you know who action Bronson is? Yeah. Yeah. Love action Yeah. To. He's on that show, fuck it's the that, yeah. fuck that's delicious. Yeah. On, that's the
1: guy with the beard, right? That's all that shit too. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And he's a rapper
2: too, right? Yeah. And I love that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, watching dude get high, rap, and eat food from crazy places. Yeah. I'm in. Um he played the Bill Street Music Fest and he literally just got off the stage. Literally. I mean, and he's a big boy. Yeah. Sweating all over the place, and I was under the influence, and I just walked right on over to him, and I fangirled. I was like, "Dude, can I please get a picture with you, bro?" I watch your shit every day. He looked at me like, "You motherfucker, Are you kidding me?" I don't, I haven't even sweat wiped sweat off my head yet. Yeah. Okay, come on.
3: Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> yeah. He didn't. He didn't say that. He was just like, "Yeah, yeah, come on." Man. But yeah. you know, and and I took the picture, and it was the worst picture I've ever taken. You're like, he's like, "Yeah, this looks good," and you yeah. look at the picture next, what's "What the?" Yeah.
1: Are you sure there wasn't anything in my beard? <laughs> what the
2: fuck, <laughs> right? And he was, but he, but so I caught him on a bad because he had just, and I didn't mean to do that. I should have known better, but I was all fucked up, and I was like, "Yeah, let's party." Yeah. Um. So, other than that, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I, I think I said the most surprising was probably the, um um. The Mario Lopez, just because he's such a big star, yeah, you know, and he was just so down to earth, like just like your friend. that guy's been around for decades.
1: And you know what's crazy? He looks exactly or just a little bit older, you know, like obviously he's older, but he looks the same like when he was mm-hmm. in the TV show. I'm like, right. I'm like, what the f-? I saw a, I saw a video of him the other day. He was working out, but I wasn't looking at the videos to see him working out. Okay. I was looking at something that popped up. Sure. How did, Why this po- did you share that bit of information with us? Well, I'm just, you yeah. know, How did keep it this- real. <laughs> How did this podcast start? What were you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, What the fuck? The guy looks the same. I was like, and then so does Zach. They do. I'm like I forget what his real name is, but I was like, Mark Paul on. Gosler. Yeah, yeah, that's it.
2: I got to interview him once. I got to interview a lot of these people, which is really cool. Um I met Machine Gun Kelly a few years ago. Awesome fucking guy. Really? Gavin Rosdale, really cool dude. Um, i tell you, one of the crazy, would, it's weird, Paris Hilton is fucking awesome. Mm. She was doing a show here for us. It was called The Red, White, and Boom. She was dating Joel Madden from Good Charlotte. They, oh, they came in late because the band got here on like a uh, like a Thursday. They came out on a Friday, and I had to pick them up from the airport. Oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. Dude, and she was so cool. She's like, hey, how you doing? i Paris. Nice meeting you. Um, I'm going to kind of go over here because – you know what Paris Hilt looks like. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But after that, man, it was really cool. They were staying at a Hyatt. What? I thought that was fucking weird to drop him off at a Hyatt instead not of a, a Hilton. Hilton. <laughs> well, there's not a much. There's not, not much down there in South oh, Mississippi either. I got to make my boyfriend earn his. He,
1: you know? I'm not going to buy the fucking Peabody today. <laughs> right. Right. And uh,
2: but yeah, she was cool. She bought everybody at Starbucks. They're Starbucks. Nice, took pictures with people. She's really cool, and here's what I realized, man, guys is like Justin Timberlake's a cool dude, too. They mm-hmm. like meet him and stuff. I'm sure you may you have run into yeah. him before a couple different times. Um, but I think it's the people that have longevity in this business and have actually made it in the independent in the entertainment business are the ones that are the coolest, yeah, like down to earth, yeah, yeah, like Mark McGrath. You remember Mark McGrath Sure, hey? yeah. He was a really cool dude. They did something at the pier or the, uh, the Bass Pro Shop now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and he was like, I can't believe I'm playing a fucking Bass Pro Shop. But he was so nice. I got to interview him. After the interview, he was like, dude, you, know, you were really cool. You asked me questions that were so outside the box. And I was like, all right, I appreciate it. Then he was like, come hang out with us. So we went bowling. They got done playing. <laughs> we went up and took shots at Jameson because we're both Irish. It yeah. was it was really cool, and I, that's what I've noticed, is that people who are really into that business, it's not about them. Yeah, They know that if it's not for you,
0: for us, they would never be for where they're at. And I think that's a really cool
3: thing. That's, that's a very a, good
1: point,
0: man. Like, when you were talking about the Action Bronson picture, it's like, even if he is having a bad day or just got off the set or whatever, people are there for him. Mm-hmm. So it's like you kind of put yourself in that position when you're a public figure. Right. You know, it's like you just take the fucking picture, man. You know, because you never know if you give a bad experience with somebody, they're going to shit on you and be like, oh, I had a bad experience with that guy, blah, blah, blah. Because the same thing happened to Justin Timberlake. Dana White, you know how big Dana White is. Yeah. Dana White said Timberlake was a dick because he didn't take a pic with his kid or something. Yeah. (laughs) And so he blasted him. And Justin Timberlake's. well, what the fuck, man? So he got on there. He's like, I didn't mean it, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, you know, it's like. Like you said, if it, little experience can either make somebody's day or, you know, set a bad taste in their mouth for the rest of the time. Yeah, I remember, I,
1: I remember when it seemed like we used to come here more frequently, you know, and we were like Fox and Hound, Sandlin was where we would go, right? Yeah. I'm, not, I'm buying this posse, but Chase would let Corey know and then Corey would let us, like, hey, meet up us up here or whatever, right? We'd get there and my friends are like, oh my God, you shouldn't with just – I was like, yeah did, did you want a picture and she's like yeah it was alex mm-hmm. i was like yeah let me let me ask him and so I like, all i can say is no right and he's like yeah sure where's she at and then she ended up sitting at the table talking to him for like 15 minutes that's how cool people are you yeah. just never know you know
2: Here, here's one i'll show you real quick this is really neat this is on valentine's day this past year you know who that guy is i'm i'm
0: Oh, phase 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 on on. love, yeah, yeah. And this is he came in, right? Big worm, big Big perm, perm,
2: big perm. (laughs) It was so funny for Valentine's Day. I knew he was coming in as like a guest. He was playing at Chuckles Comedy. Shout out Chuckles. And uh, my buddy works over at uh, Pizza Hut. I had him come in. Give away heart shaped pizzas. It was phase on love is there. Yeah. Did a small little interview. Then he's like, man, y'all are cool. Can I kick it? Yeah. So then we started having all these different segments and he's talking and, and oh, it yeah. was just super, super cool. Like people that you would, you know, uh, area spears that actor, Yeah. he, I know how things are. If everyone wants him to do an impression, Hey man, you know, can you an impression. I was like, dude, I know people ask you to do that. So I want you to judge my impressions. And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's Dude, like, "That's legit." And I was like, "Oh shit!" So one of them I did Eddie Murphy trapped in a grocery store, and then the other one was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger making a smoothie. <laughs> and his, but what the funny part was was his commentary. He was like, "Dude, I would feel like I'm just supporting a bad family member right now." Yeah. <laughs> like, it was it was him that was funny. So you kind of got to take that differently, yeah. you know. And you know these people. It's seven fucking in the morning, man. Who wants to go put their shtick on? You know. Yeah. I do it every day. Yeah. So I, I get it. You just Woke up, bro. You know,
1: who is, who is somebody that you do want to interview or hang out with? Who <sighs> the, the, the bucket list. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, re, I couldn't even tell you who I would, who I would choose. You don't know. But like, like, no, I'm, I'll think while you answer.
2: Who, <laughs> <do> you think? <laughs> I'm still trying to find this picture of uh, me and uh, action Bronson. If I have it, it's so bad.
1: Um, <sighs> Tony, I, is there somebody that you want to hang out with? Like, I don't know if ha- I, I want mean, to hang, hang out. With like, him. you know what I mean? Like meet, like I would love to meet Larry David. Oh, from Kerr. Wow. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one, dude. That's I'm a good I'm with one. you on that. And I used to hate that fucking show.
3: <laughs> and then I was like, this show sucks. Like I used to buy the DVDs
1: to sell old wrong friends, like the box set for like season four or you know? Right. I'm like, this show sucks. He's like, no, you you don't get it. I was like, yeah, because it sucks. Damn. And then I started watching it, and then boom. Now I love Larry Davis shows, amazing. man. Um,
2: I don't know. I'm looking at some pictures here that I, I got. Jerry Seinfeld, for sure. Jerry Seinfeld would be a really, really good one. Um,
1: I like to meet Putty. <laughs> What's his, I don't know what his real name is. Putty? Uh, I don't know his
3: name
1: either. <laughs> he, he'd be fun. Uh, I did meet Wendell. Remember Wendell? The middle of high life guy? Yeah. The He was on those commercials. I met him one day at New, uh, Newbies. They had a meet and greet, oh, and wow. I didn't even realize they were having a meeting greet. And I was God. like, "Why is everybody? This is it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Why is so many people here?" And I was like, "Oh, they're doing a thing for uh, the guy from the TV." I'm like, "Who?" And like, I went outside, I looked, I was like, "Oh shit, I know that guy. I see, see, see him on TV." He's like, "Yeah," and he's, I was like, "Hey, what's up, man?" It was just, Miller sorry. High
2: Life. What's crazy about Miller High Life is that if it's ice cold ice cold Mm -hmm. and you take it out of that cooler and you pop the top. That first sip is the best sip of beer you'll ever have in your entire life. The second one's the worst beer you'll (laughs) ever have in your entire life.
1: It's one of those things on that beer is like you either love it or you're going to drink one and like you just, (laughs) like we'll go somewhere and I'm looking at the (laughs) the beer menu. I'm like, Hmm, I'll take a, and so he's like, Stop wasting this lady's time, man. Get the fucking Bud Light. You just, you know that's what you're right. going to get. And I was like, no. I, I I'll you, take a Bud Light line, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. Bud Light, Bud Lam, is, is, Yeah. It's really
2: good, actually. Um, I tell you who I did meet was really cool. Um, John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon played the dad in the Friday movies. He also played the grandpa in the Boondocks.
3: Oh, oh yeah. Shit, he just yeah. passed away.
2: He did. And let yeah, me tell you something. Right. So I got a picture with him. I did something really cool. I. Liz, who I was working with in the morning, she'd never seen any of the Friday movies, so I didn't. So I didn't tell John this. But one of my favorite scenes is, and from Friday, when Ice Cube walks into the kitchen and he's like, you know, he's like telling him, uh, uh, damn scene where he's like telling him to take the trash out and all that, you know. Yeah. He's like, every time I come in the the kitchen, (laughs) you in the kitchen. Yeah. You know, eating a ball of hogs feet. Like I ended up. Having the script there and I said, hey, John, now, look, I know you're about to leave, but Liz has never seen any of these movies before. Will you please reenact my favorite scene? And I handed him the script. And then I was like, man, I was like, this is the scene I explained it to, you know, Ice Cube's coming to the kitchen, you know, and he was, I go, and you're right here. And he goes, well, I know I'm at it. He goes, every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. <laughs> Fucking gold after that. Yeah. That's awesome. Because he's a voice guy. <clears throat> yeah. And if you hear that back. And it was really, really cool. And then all of a sudden, he pa- pa- passed away, um, which is sad. But um, Ice Cube, I like to interview. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, for some reason, I like Shaquille. I would love to hang out with that dude. Um. And it's so what, weird. Is he going to throw you around? Like, yeah. where, are
1: you be Like a little person to yeah, him? I, him I, is he going to throw you?
2: Like. I like him, but he... <laughs> he he mumbles so much. Like, <laughs> he, um... I, like, you can't hear what the hell he says, but I still yeah. would like him. Um, I, I hung out with Hulk Hogan. I met Hulk Hogan before. That was really, that was an iconic thing. Like somebody, you asked me. grew up
1: watching. Like yes. Like every Monday or whenever <laughs> we watch TV uh, wrestling. Yeah. Was, every Saturday, every Monday. Yeah. Dude, that Hulk Hogan would be dope.
2: He was going. cool. He was real cool. Somebody walked up to me. He's like, hey, brother, can I get a beer? Super nice to everybody. And uh, he ended up, someone handed him, I think either Bud Light or Miller Light, regardless. And he's like, oh, I can't drink this, man. I'm sponsored by either yeah. one or the other. So they went and. Switched it out and gave him a beer. Um, but this is so weird. I don't know why I kind of want to say this, but like, I just don't know. Like, maybe the president?
3: Mm, you know?
2: Just because it's so fucking weird. <laughs> you know? It's definitely a train wreck, and that'd be pretty cool. What's <laughs> the guy's just, name? Because the, But my questions would be not what he would expect, and I would go way off of it. And, you know? So I don't know. Maybe him too. You know, think about it. If you knew that Donald Trump's about to walk in this fucking place, of all the questions in the world, you can, you know, be like, you know, I don't know.
1: So I would ask him, to how was it Did he pee on the bed? <laughs> yeah. How was it fucking the porn star? Right, <laughs> right. Be like, man, did that really Listen happen? Trump, how long did you last? <laughs> hmm.
2: True story. You want to hear a true story? Yeah. Okay, so I'm sorry if I'm taking up all this. Speaking no. stuff too, but no, you're good man. So one cool thing at the radio station, what they did was they let everyone go to an award show, mm-hmm. the Grammys, the billboards, the whatever. So two years ago, I got to go to the Grammys. Well, there's certain places that you go into Hollywood, uh, especially in the Grammys. There's a lot of people. We got to meet everybody. I met Avril Levine, which is actually cool. Uh, I met uh, uh, Ray Parker Jr. You know he is. He did the Ghostbusters song. Yeah, the black guy from Ghostbusters.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Anyways, we were there and there's a couple restaurants you go to. So these record guys talk to us and they say, hey, man, I got this new artist out. You've never going to, you know, you don't know who this is. Here, listen to this. You're listening to this music. And it was a person named uh, um, Billie Eilish.
0: Oh, before before the song hit out. Holy shit. That
2: was cool. So we're in this restaurant. One of the actors from Entourage was sitting next to us. Downstairs was Nicole Richie. Then uh, another guy owns the um, uh, the New York Giants was there. So we'd go to these places to see the celebrities. Yeah. There's a place everyone goes to out in Hollywood, and it's called Craig's. It's by Sir Sir's the restaurant for Vanderpump Rules. I actually love that show. Mm. But uh, it's right around the corner from there. And all these celebrities go there. So we went in there to have some after dinner drinks. Anyone could go into these places. You just got to get really? a reservation. I would, I would have yeah. thought
1: that. No.
2: Well, that's what I thought. And what's as weird is they stand outside of these restaurants and um, I'll tell you another story too. But uh, two days before that, we go into a place called Nobu. Same thing. Oh, the sushi place. Yes. Yeah. Dude, who was leaving? Wayne Brady was leaving. Sam Smith was leaving. Oh, wow. We're at the bar waiting on our table. Ariana Grande walks in. Her brother walks in. And then fucking Jared Goff walks in. The quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams, Rams. Four days after he lost the Super Bowl.
0: Damn.
2: Sitting at the table right behind us. Holy fuck. That, that was cool. That's why like being in that industry is really cool. You know? Yeah. All right. So anyways, fast forward to the next day. We're over at this place, Craig's. We're walking in there. We'd already went to eat at this restaurant. We're having some after dinner drinks at the bar. And we see like the lead singer of Better Than Ezra's in there. Yeah. Do you remember them? Yeah, I remember yeah. their name. Yeah. I remember their name. They, they were in the 90s. Then Joe Jonas is in there. Okay. Joe Jonas walks by, and his girlfriend at the time is Sophia. Now they're married and they have kids, or whatever.
0: The girl from uh, Game,
2: Game
1: of Thrones, right? Thrones, right? right. right yeah. yeah.
0: Nobody
2: fucking recognized her. Really. So he, we're standing there in the entrance, and the entrance is like, uh, it'd be like. <laughs> We're your front doors over here. So you can see everybody walking up this ramp, right? Yeah. And we're just over here hanging out. We're like, hey, Joe, how you doing? And she's there waiting, like, shake hands. And we're like, I don't know who the fuck you are.
0: <laughs> you know? Right? And so, this was, like, two years ago? Yeah.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> but, she, but she's, like, usually in her garb and her, you uh, know, yeah, and yeah. her stuff. So you don't know. You know what Joe looks like. All of them are. By the way, every celebrity is fucking short, except for Michigan Gun Kelly. He's a beast. Yeah. And next thing you know, we're sitting over, and guess who walks in the door? Michael and the guy who stormy Daniels fucking lawyer to sue Trump. <laughs> wow. and I'm hammered. Okay. So yeah. I've been already out. I'm drinking free alcohol. I turn around. I'm like, Oh fuck. Look who it is. And he goes, Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> super nice, super nice guy. And so my boss ended up talking to him and he, he was really nice, but talk about full circle right there. You know,
0: would you ever move out to LA? Yeah. And do that scene out there? Yeah, I do it.
2: I do it in a heartbeat. I, you know, I,
0: yeah, I definitely do it.
2: My brother lives out there. I just moved my dad out there this past during the COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's a different animal, but I definitely go
1: out there. So top five markets you want to work in, I guess, then like Memphis is definitely one of them. (laughs) I would, I doesn't pay near as much as 98% of the country does, but you know, sure. Um,
2: New York, Definitely new. Uh, I've never been in New York by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that you have more people. Here's the reality of it is when you have a bigger audience, you get more money cause there's more money for advertising. Yeah. Right. It's just common sense. LA for sure. New York. Um, Houston. I grew up in Houston. It's hot as hell down there, but I, I would <clears> like to move there. Um, I don't know, maybe like somewhere in, like San Francisco. I love San Francisco and I'm not an IT guy, so I don't live there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those are pretty much it. Memphis is one as well. If you can, I had this conversation with a buddy of mine yesterday and he was telling me, sorry about you lost your job and everything. And I was like, right. I said, but you know, it's either you be in a big market and get paid, you know, and maybe have longevity or you go to a smaller market and you're just comfortable. Yeah. You know? And I mean, A, I don't feel my age. B, Mm -hmm. I don't look my age. So I could probably do top 40 radio for a minute. Yeah, But then again, I also do alternative cause I love alternative music, which I've done and I've done sports as well. So I'm not like a one trick pony, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to that business, but I, I would, I would work anywhere, man. And yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm a go getter, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. always trying to hustle and do the best and, and, and I want everyone around me to be the best. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't get better if, if no one else around, around you, you is, is better. Yeah. You know, it's like playing basketball with a bunch of fucking sixth graders or people who are like four feet tall. You dominate every game. You can't do that. Yeah. You have to play against professionals. And if you want to be the best, you have to go against them. And I think that's kind of my drive, what I would like. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was even willing to go out to L.A., to be honest with you, maybe go out there, stay for a couple of weeks, see if I can get a job bartending and do weekend radio at a big station. Mm. Dude, this is my my resume's sick. I've been in the business for 20 years. Right. I'm not the best by any means. Right. I know that for a fact, I'm not the best, but still, why not? Why not try it? You know, I mean, we may have another fucking pandemic tomorrow and I may get
0: and die. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so LA is amazing. I love it out there.
2: Well, I can tell you we're in a LA Dodgers. Area. Yeah. It's, but uh, he
1: doesn't like the team. He just likes the color of the hat. <laughs> I like LA though. What's it's your like favorite, perfect-
2: par- favorite part of Los Angeles? The white woman.
0: We <laughs> 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 went to uh, where did my aunt live? Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. But oh Woodland man, Hills.
1: Buku Money area. Yeah, is that by Malibu?
0: Um, I don't know. Probably. I'm not so. Sure. We have you been? Have year. you been to Nobu? No, I've never. Okay.
1: okay. Next okay. time we go, I'm gonna tell my auntie to take me to Nobu. Auntie, Nobu. Okay, baby.
3: Let's go. Wood- she
1: was in love with me. She loved me the first time she met me, right, Tony? <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> Answer the question. Did your aunt, did, I'm sorry, I'll speak your term. Did your aunt adore me a lot that she texts me? <laughs> <laughs> she was duped. <laughs> she was duped. I had this fake niceness going on. I'm like, oh, I did And she's telling us all these stories at lunch. She takes us to lunch. And I didn't know, uh, where were we at? nordstrom's right yeah i didn't, I didn't know, know Nordstrom had, had a fucking restaurant inside of it yeah no she's like, she's like let's go to nordstrom's i'm like oh, okay she rides with us and we get there and she's like what are we gonna do some shopping and that's what I'm thinking in my head she's like oh no and she walks us through the restaurant and we sit there and we eat and then later on tony's trying to pay and she's like no 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 no, i got this <laughs> and then later on that day uh, later on that day um she texts me Yo, y'all be safe. Okay. Nice to see you guys. Nice to meet you. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Like, no problem. And he fucking hates it. You should tell him, who, you should tell us who your um, auntie is. Who's your auntie? My, that's, uh, <laughs> aunt.
0: tell everybody. My cousin's Arsenio Hall. No that's way. He, yeah. So we, when I went out to LA, okay, our, like, like, like He's like, my second cousin. So okay. I'm about to say, like, first cousin. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, like, when uh, I've never met him before. Hold on a second. That's
2: right. I loved Arsenio Hall. I watch I, that show all the time. He's on a new show.
1: Um, it's
2: a new singing show, right? Do you
1: think he can sing? Do you think oh, he can yeah, sing, right. like, by just looking at a person? Yes or no? You know, and he's on that show.
0: Wow. Yeah. She's super cool. Though. I met her a couple of times. Like I said, I've never met him. My dad knows him pretty well. So that's her son. Ooh, yeah, it's her son. Okay, okay. Yeah. But wow. yeah, when you've we never actually, met him, because when we went out there, she was like, "Yeah, we would have. I would have taken him to his house if because I didn't hit her up for like a couple of days." She's so, like, "Are you actually going to hang out with me or not?"
1: It sure. was like Sunday. We were leaving on Monday when we want to hang out with her. So if he hit up on Thursday when we got there, we definitely would have kicked it with our senior hall, <laughs> dude. I mean, I fucked up. Oh, it's Fuck all right, God. though. It's all right. I want to hit it up when I go out there for Thanksgiving.
2: <laughs> would you, would you fit fa- so this is your relative, but you've really never met him? Uh huh. Would you like fanboy around him? I don't think so.
0: I don't think so. I would be like, hey, i I have a shirt made with his picture on it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, dude, I, you know, I kind of go on that because route because the thing that what how it all got started is <laughs> we went to go see a star, like we went to Hollywood Walk of Fame, and so I took a picture of Raoul posted up by the picture, I mean, by the star, and so she sent it to Arsenio. And then Arsenio uh, texts his mom back, and she's he's like, well, do they mind if I post it on my Facebook page and Twitter or whatever? And can I tag Raul in it? And so then he, like, tagged Raul in the picture or whatever, and then Raul sent him a video, and then he sent back a message – Telling her how much he appreciated the message Raul sent him.
1: So, you're not the only one with fucking <laughs> stories, fucker. Okay, I got some good stories
3: too, bitch. It's fucking cool. I'm sitting here
2: like, your, your cousins are hall and you have a fucking out of work broke DJ. <laughs> <as you guess? laughs> I mean, like, what's
1: wrong with y'all? No. <laughs> like, no, like, it, he was like, I talked to him on the phone, didn't I?
0: No, you sent a video.
1: Oh, it was a video. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. And then he's responded to the video. It was great. She was like, yeah, next time I'll take you, to our seniors house. We all go eat. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, what's crazy is that I, so I grew up watching that show
2: and I remember every single, I mean, a lot of the episodes and there was one episode, it was a little crazy. People were trying to say that he was a certain way that he wasn't basically when it came to certain social issues. Yeah. And, he handled himself in the greatest manner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was 100% real. He was 100% honest. He got off the couch, went right up into the stands and was talking. And people like that who basically I, – I, I don't know the word to use, man, but just –
0: was it the thing about not having gay people yes. on the show? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I saw that clip.
2: That was fantastic, yeah. though. He was like, no, hold on a second, man. He was like, you don't understand. I'm doing this and this and this. And, and. he's like, I mean, I'm a minority myself running this, yeah. you know, running this show. Yeah. And, and the, But the way that he approached it, right, was so professional, but it was so real. Mm-hmm. You can tell that... I, I don't know the guy. I mean, you, you, hell, you don't know the guy. Yeah, but, I don't know. but he just—Rowell <laughs> knows him. Yeah. Um, I've had communications with him. But he just seems so awesome. Yeah. He just seems like he's just that guy. Like, he'll go to bat for you if, if he digs you kind of thing. Well, you I'm know?
0: sure he's probably a lot like his mom, and his mom's super cool. Really? Yeah, she's really awesome, man.
1: She's, like she really, wanted she's a, funny mm-hmm. as fuck, too. So we went, I was like, hey,
0: where did he get his uh, his humor
1: from? And she's like, he got it from me. Uh, but So we went to her house— we hung out there with some other guy that was there for Some a cousin of mine I never met before. <laughs> He's like, You don't know this person? You don't know that person? So I was like, No, I don't think so. No, I, I don't have met that. Guy. I didn't know I was going to do a pop quiz about right? Like that. And <laughs> right? Like, and so then, little And like a little asshole, brown nosed motherfucker's like, Okay, Auntie, I'll, I'll see you next trip. It's like, Yeah, sh- the
0: guy was out there because he got some scholarship through like Magic Johnson scholarship or something. Which was hooked
1: up through Arsenio because they're like really good, friend. like yeah. good friends. Yeah. Back in the 90s, they did the AIDS campaign together. Right. Yeah, right. And, um, so we go to her house. We, she's like, you guys want, I'm not cooking for y'all. Let's go. We're going to get somebody to cook for us. And that's when she took us out and shit. I'm like, okay. And then when we got back, she wanted us to and hang out upstairs some more. I was like, oh no, we're going to go see the star. And she's like, oh, great idea. Great idea. <laughs> that's Awesome. I don't want to say this, but you know, Tony, my kid, I think she wanted to fuck. You know, <laughs> you know, hey, hey, Tony, you take the car for a little while. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my
0: gosh! I didn't want her to be disappointed.
1: But remember, she sent me the picture of her in that dress. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> it was great, man. Dude. She's definitely. like 90. Okay. <laughs> she, she, she's like, she's definitely
0: like 70. No, she's, my dad's 70, 72. She's 90, man. So she's older. Yeah. Wow. I like them old. Let me ask you. <laughs> how, <laughs> I like them breathing. How come, how come you've never met them? I just recently started traveling. So, like, when I we went to Chicago one time. That's where his mom used to. They're originally from Cleveland. That's where my dad and them are all from. Okay. And then he, he popped off, like, in the early 80s. And, like, he would send us stuff, like, autographed pictures of himself and stuff like that. But never went out and saw him. And then, you know, my dad's been out to L.A. a couple of times and hung out with him. But, yeah, I just, the time I went out there, like I said, if I would have went out or hit her up sooner, I'm sure I could have hung out with him the way she made it sound. But, dude, if I had cousin Arsenio... Shoot.
1: Well, the way he makes it sound like, oh, yeah, you know, he's my cousin. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> I want to go out there and hang out with him. Fuck you. Like, shit. What the fuck? He'll buy me something probably. I don't know. Like. Oh, so
2: shit. here's the craziest thing, too. And this is so weird, though. When I was doing the show with Lucky on the morning show, Lucky. His cousin is Zach Delaroca from fucking Rage Against the Machine. Oh, that's really? fucking cool. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, well, I've never met him. How the fuck do you not meet this guy? He was on a hiatus. He didn't do shit for a decade. Yeah. You know, so <laughs>
3: like he,
2: that's, he's like, well, it's through marriage and through this. And I'm like, uh, right. But, you know, just a phone call away. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Or, hey, man, I'm a radio host in Memphis, Tennessee. Can we please get you on or at least like a. Yeah. Or at least like a video of me talking yeah. to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, hello, use your – what you do. I hit up people on everything, and I'm like, <laughs> well, you come on my show. And you know what? Three of them have. Like, really? reality stars, yeah, because it, it's not hard nowadays. Yeah. Plus, what are you doing? You're locked up in California in your bed. You know what I'm saying? You can't move and go anywhere. Yeah. So you're playing on this stuff all day long.
0: I you, think maybe I will do, like, pop over there, and we'll take the equipment and try to get an interview with No, you said we –
3: uh, yeah, you like that, you're, you're with like, us. Oh, you're with I'm, us. I'm going. You can hang yeah. out
2: with, with, with Auntie and then you two go You're going to be hanging um, out with him. co host for the day. I just want to quote everything from uh, um, Coming to America. Oh,
1: God. Randy Watson. <laughs> Sex chocolate.
0: She said that they filmed the second one. So there's yeah. a second one coming out. So. I
1: think they're going to wait for movie theaters to be like COVID free or whatever the fucking thing is, you know? Mm, yeah. I saw that. The Orpheum had a golf thing, mm-hmm. like to like generate money. What do you mean? They had like a miniature golf. You and what's uh, You and Jennifer were at it.
2: Yeah, they have a they had a putt putt thing. Basically, what they realized is, I mean, they're not making any money, yeah. you know, and uh, so they decided to come up with a clever idea to take the stage and turn it into a miniature putt putt thing. So they had like maybe nine holes or whatnot, and you basically go in there, pay a little bit of money, and you could play it for like I don't know an hour or two.
1: Really? Yeah, the time frame. I was gonna take my girlfriend. Then she's not my girlfriend anymore because I'm dating <laughs> Um I was like, I mean, this, this, ooh, this, is, this is a good idea? Because I actually saw her post it. Yeah. was like, shit, this is good. This is cheap. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> well, how long ago was this? Like maybe a month, yeah. Oh, it's that, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It's been, yeah, and they did it for a little bit. Um, they're super cool. I actually got a uh, email from Kristen over at the Orpheum. I, let me tell you something. Those people are awesome over there. Yeah, they've got like a new ownership or not ownership, but a new president.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He's been there for a little bit now, but uh, let me tell you something. They're really good people. They really are, and they have a lot of cool stuff going on. And like working in the media, they would give me free tickets and stuff. Dude, I was five rows away from watching uh, Wicked. Oh, oh, nice. And I'm sitting there and I'm already kind of fucked up and I'm sitting there like, I can tell them now because, you know, yeah. but I'm sitting there looking, you know, like, are they really singing right now or is this lip syncing? Yeah. Like, no, these are professionals. And I'm like, nah, get <laughs> out of here, they're too Damn. good. And then I got to see Hamilton and I, and so basically what we do is we promote it on all of our social media, yeah. you know, to give them the love and stuff all like right. that. And it's the same thing with the golf thing as well. Uh, but it was really cool. Kristen reached out to me uh, yesterday, and she was like, "Hey, sorry, thank you so much for always hooking up." I'm like, "Yeah, man, that's what we're supposed to do." Yeah, you know, when you live in a city like Memphis, it's the biggest, smallest city you'll ever know. That's very true, man. You know, so if if I think it's either kind Crowell, you know, he's been every city or me ev- everywhere in this city. They know who he is, and living that kind of night lifestyle and stuff like that, you get to run into people. Yeah. Then when you do the day ones, as they the day people as well, they're like. We used to hang out with you at night. Now we all have day jobs. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so so it's still just a big community, and I think just support it. You know, wherever you're at, whatever city you're in, you live there, man. If you don't put money into it, who the hell is? That's true.
0: That's my problem with a lot of people. Like, sometimes they just want to shit on their city. And it's like, why? Why don't you try to make it better? Or why don't you try to build people up instead of tearing it down? Mm -hmm. Because that doesn't – I mean, you tearing it down is not adding to anything. You're just – you know, obviously, Terrence, you're making it worse. So, why not help out and why not, you know, help people to get to a better spot? It just, I just don't get that mentality sometimes here.
2: People were like, because I grew up in Houston. I was born in Memphis, raised in Houston from like nine, me, 82 to 96. Finished high school here, went out to Germantown High School, finished out there. So, I've been, I'm, you know, Memphian and a Houstonian, yeah. both. And I watch my Rockets play, but I love the Grizzlies. Mm hmm. People will be like, oh, you're supposed to just like Houston. No, dude. I live here in Memphis. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. What am I going to go with a Houston to watch a game? That's LeBron James. I'm going to spend my $200 to get it, you know, to get a ticket to watch LeBron beat the shit out of the team. But still, I'm putting my money into it. Yeah. And if you're not doing it, they're going to leave. What's going to happen? There's nothing to do. Memphis sucks, dude. They don't have this. They don't have that. No, that's why you're supposed to embrace it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Get a football team here. Get this. Get that. Make it big. You talk about how awesome you are. Hey,
1: let's make it happen. Yeah, you know. That's what I'm all about. Well, it. that's how. That's how Nashville got the Titans. The city of Memphis passed on it back when there were the Oilers when they're playing the exhibition mm. games in uh, Liberty Bowl. Yeah, the fucking they said, oh no, like we're good. So they were like, Nashville, sure, and they built the stadium and they did all this. Nashville is supposed to get a baseball team too. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, what the fuck? I Check. think Justin typically is spearheading that, right? He is. And I'm all about that. I, it's great. An I'm an MLB all about team? it. Huh? It's an MLB yeah, team? professional, but
2: yeah, MLB. Really? They're thinking about adding a couple new teams. Oh, and okay. Yeah. They're thinking maybe like in, um, now a couple different cities have been talking, but Oklahoma city, maybe one of them mm-hmm. because you know, they have the Oklahoma city thunder. The, yeah. They've done so well. Absolutely. Right. And then Nashville, because they have the hockey, which has done fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the Titans, which are pretty, pretty good. Um, So they're going to put that in as well. And I think they should. Same with Memphis. You know, like we have Mud Island. Then if we get some people to, I don't know, throw money back into that. Yeah. You know, and maybe that whole area down there. And maybe you can do something with it as well. And be like, wow, now it's not the only. Because we don't have any outdoor venues right now besides that. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, you have Levitt Shell and you have. But I'm talking to getting a big act. Yeah. You know. To go in there, you, you you need to have that. So
1: Well remember when Jewel played at Love of and we didn't nobody even knew about it, minus like a few like hundred people. Remember mm, that? Really? No. We were that. somewhere and we're like and someone's like, Oh yeah, I'm at Jewel. I'm like, well, how did you hear about Jewel? And they're like, I just heard about it from my friend like, for a year. It's like people always complain there's nothing to do, but there's actually a lot going on mm. in Memphis.
2: Yeah. You know, everyone's like, Oh,
1: this sucks. It's- You know, I'm gonna move here. I don't think it's the city that's the problem. It's you, baby. It's you. Okay. It's your little shitty personality. It's your shitty fucking attitude. I like that. Okay. Well
0: the the funny thing about this whole podcast, it did like the name, the link up name. Actually I had an idea that I wanted to do. It was like how I always heard about something after the fact. So it was like the next day I'd be like, somebody's like like he said jewel plate or you know, whoever named some person. And my whole thing was like to create a kind of system where it curates to your needs of what you like. And then it would tell you that these people are coming or this certain type of act is coming. And so it just like, it's basically like a a attendant for you. So that's what the whole link up thing initially was. Mm -hmm. And so like he's saying, like, you know, like people always thought that there's not shit to do. There's always shit to do. You still probably don't hear about
2: it. Right. Right. There's always something to do. Yeah. Let me ask you all this. Uh, Since we've kind of been talking about music and stuff, what is the best concert y'all been to? And now I'm not talking about the Rona like ever, like here in Memphis, like Memphis based stuff. What's like some of the best concerts you think you've been to? Because I'll tell you when I went to a couple, two years ago, maybe Marilyn Manson at Minglewood Hall.
1: Oh, I heard that was fucking fire. And, dude,
2: it was fire. It was badass. <laughs> and then the whole part is he ended up. Uh, sorry, we're going to do a little Snapchat oh, okay. action. And sure, stuff. Like <laughs> uh, I love the whole, uh, I love all the stuff you have on the table too. And the beer. Um, <laughs> but I tell you what's really cool. It was awesome show. Yeah. And He. Was Marilyn Manson. Mm. He sound he was drunk and shit, but he sounded fantastic. It was awesome show. It was supposed to be at the Cannon Center. Then they canceled for some reason. They moved him to Minglewood Hall, and it was one of the best I've ever seen.
0: I think I have, like, top three I have. It would be Foo Fighters. Foo at, Fighters was awesome.
2: Dude, at that uh, show we went to was
1: fucking... That was going to be mine.
0: That That's in my top. Yeah. Dude,
2: they played the for words. like three
1: and a half hours. Yeah. I yeah. loved it.
0: I loved it when uh, Dave Grohl was like, if your favorite fucking band plays for like an hour and a half, it shouldn't be your favorite fucking band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, we're going to play for like three hours. And they sure did. That's somebody I'd like to interview (laughs) or hang out with. Because then, like right before that, he did something at like a barbecue fest. He was hanging down and judging barbecue fest. This one I'm talking about was like in 2011. Oh,
1: okay. 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 It's a minute ago. So like, but yeah, he was recently at barbecue fest as a judge. Yeah. I think not, not maybe not last year, but the year before, but like, he was just partying with people doing Jaeger and shit like that. Right. I know, it's crazy.
0: And then my other two would be Run the Jewels. I saw love, them love, at Minglewood. Love them. Oh, shit, I got three, or four. I would say that, and I saw Mac Miller play a couple times at uh, Minglewood. Wow. And then I saw... Judah and the Judah and Judah Lion, Lion. That was a really fucking good Judah show.
2: Judah and the Lion, they're good dudes. I got to meet them and I was doing a little interview with them and stuff. And then I asked him, I was like, yo, do me a favor, like grab my phone and act like you stole my phone, you know? And he, and he made a video. He's like, we got Laddie's phone and I'm chasing him around. I'm like, give my phone back. Don't be a dick,
0: dude. Give it back. He's like, yo, man, fuck this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really cool dudes. Let me ask you a question. Mac Miller, was that good? First time, no, because he was on drugs. Mm-hmm. The second time he came back, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Do
2: you like his? I mean, obviously you like his music, but what about it? Because I, I kind of got past that Mac Miller stuff. I didn't, really didn't know much about him. Yeah, and then it was just kind of like, oh, he's kind of like a Post Malone, but not really.
1: And, yeah.
0: And then uh, when he passed
2: away, I started listening to him. So I mean, you, yeah, you like think? I
0: like a lot of his older stuff compared to the later stuff that he had. A lot of the later stuff. There was like one album. It seemed like he was completely on drugs while he did it. Wow. But yeah, I mean, he just like self care was that a new one or old one? Oh God, I wouldn't even know. Okay, I have to look at like the stuff on iTunes to see. But yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. I somebody sent me a song of his one time, and that's how I got turned on to him. Okay, but yeah, I like I like the like I said, w- minus that one show. The other two were pretty amazing. Okay, but they took me for my birthday one year, and that was a really good one.
1: When which year was that?
0: Oh Shit, that was like two thousand twelve. Wow, y'all have known each other for – how long have y'all known each other? Too long. <laughs> like since – we went to high school together, but we weren't friends. So he where'd was, you go to high school? you He was Houston. a fucking loser. Okay. What year did you graduate? 97. Okay, wow. Yeah. And then uh, I think we started hanging out like two thousands. So do you know Chris Eubank or Shy Eubank? I
2: know, but everyone else I know knows him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so, yeah they all know. Him. I think my girlfriend
2: knows him. And she like, does. Yeah, because all y'all used to hang out
1: together. Yeah, her – so Eubank and Abby – we're really good friends and her and Abby, I don't know if they're still good friends or not, whatever, but that's how, that's the connection. Okay. Abby, Abby and Eubank. And that's how I know Jennifer and all those people. Okay.
2: Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. I can say her name during, on my radio. I never said her name just because, you know, yeah, but now, yeah, it's cool. We can say her name now. Jennifer. Hey
1: girl, what's up?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, what about you? So you're doing, uh, concerts. I'm doing, I'm
1: doing Foo Fighters for sure. Um, Twenty one pilots. They're, they had an awesome show? That, that was twenty one pilots at Minglewood, right?
2: Yes, they played at well, Minglewood. Yeah, yeah. It was then, two, then, then the last time they came here, they played Fed Form.
1: Yeah, it was Minglewood first. And I liked Full of Georgia line when they played at Minglewood. Oh, that was a really? Good show, really that was, that was, that was dude it was really good. Really? I got wow. we got free tickets from Budweiser because my boy King was really good friends with AJ and all of them. Who Mike? Yeah. Mike King, <laughs> yeah, 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 What's up? He's like, You wanna come full of Georgia line? I was like uh, I'll come in a party. Yeah. He's like, yeah, come on, we'll hear some tickets. And I was like, all right. And then we all, Sam Hunt
0: played on that card too. And that was really? before he was Sam Hunt. Oh wow. So we okay. didn't know who he was.
1: <laughs> Body like a back road. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, that was on that show. wasn't yeah. it? Wow. And um, so yeah, Fuller Georgia, and I was one. It was really, it was really fucking good. God, wow. I wouldn't. And you want to go back like 20 years. I'm going to say when Aerosmith played with ZZ Top here, the pyramid. No or shit. I, would, for, I don't know, maybe like 98, 96. Wow. Or something like that. That Another was a really one, good show. Snoop Dogg
0: when he played at Minglewood. Uh, no, not Minglewood when he played at uh what's the thing? Memphis in May. Yeah, Remember? that was like four years ago. Yeah. This one, I think shit, that was like 2014. Is that yeah, when we were hanging yeah, out? 2014. 2000, I think. Okay. Because they wanted to go see like Foster the People instead. I'm like, why oh, yeah. I was see like Foster um... the people over Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I saw Snoop.
2: That was awesome. I had a I had a good seat for him. Um it was really good. Speaking of foster the people, they actually put on a really good show. Over at Minglewood. Um, I'll tell you who else is really good. It was um, Portugal the Man. You remember that? them? Yeah. Mm-mm. Dude, that, that song, Feel It Still? Dude, that show was badass. And after the show, someone gave him a whole bunch of like beer from, uh, I think it was, what is it Wiseacre. And so we just started going backstage and just drinking beers with them and hanging out. Damn, they were cool. super, super cool, man. And like, what's really cool about them, they're a little bit older guys. So like, they're, they covered Rage Against the Machine. They covered Oasis. Wow, like, nice. yeah, they, they 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 understand it, yeah. you know. And they're a bunch of like uh, Northwestern kind of kids. So, uh, real really cool guys too. By the way,
0: Citizen Cope was another good show. Saw Is he good? At M- yeah, Mingo Wood, man. I've seen really him really fucking good. Didn't I know,
1: give you tickets to go to? We Susan? all went. It no, was, we all went. No, I remember they played somewhere else, the Crosstown mm-hmm. Civic Center or whatever it's called. Remember, I had those tickets. And, did I get, oh, I didn't. Did, go did to you that. go to that one? Uh,
0: no, uh, I only seen one time. I
2: tell you, two years, was it two years ago? I saw Newfound Glory and uh, that, that pop punk band or whatever. They were at High Tone, and man, it was small, sweaty, and packed out. It was badass.
1: Bro. You know what's crazy about that is High Tone will have acts come through that you never think like, oh, it's got the High Tone. What the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. But the dude's so good, so much fun. You know, like
2: yeah. I think they reopened yesterday, by the way. In they the did. New, the I, new location. I thought
1: I, I thought I saw that. I thought Skinny posted that. Yeah, yeah
2: he I'm, did.
0: Now I'm thinking about every show I've been to. I saw <laughs> Head PE. They were really good. Wow. I saw Atmosphere one time, but uh, New Daisy, they were really good. I saw them two years ago at the New Daisy. Really? Yeah, it was It was a good show. I mean, he's lyrically great. Um, have you ever been kicked out of a show? Yeah. We've been kicked out of a fight, but not actual. <laughs>
1: Yep, this guy kicked me out of a fight. (laughs) Was it a V3 fight? No, it was actually, so I was there wearing my V3 shit, right? And he was like, you can't wear that. So the bouncers working at this event are my friends. Like, Raul, uh, this guy's saying that you have to leave. I was like, really? So you're going to make me leave? like, no. I'm just saying what he said. Right. And then I see his little bitch ass walk around. I was like, you know what, motherfucker? I'm going to leave because I want my friends to get paid. Because I know your little bitch ass won't pay him. I'm just talking to that shit. I was like, man, I'm, I can't wait to see you. I'm going to fucking, boy, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> and like this and that. He's like, just fucking leave, man. Just get out of here. How are you going to disrespect my show by wearing V3 stuff? I'm like, because that's the company I work for. I'm yeah. sure
0: there's people wearing UFC stuff in this fight. Yeah. Okay. I was
1: like, I was like, and fuck you. <laughs> Do what I want. And so I was like, all right, I'm leaving. So we left and he's like, yeah, kick that motherfucker out of my show, blah, blah, blah. I was like, and that was actually a sponsor. Well, he was a sponsor for
2: V3. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You know, what's crazy is that someone approached me about V3 fighting and basically it's, yeah, I don't want to say it's like local, but it's pretty much local yeah. MMA stuff yeah. basically. And um, someone approached me years ago about, man, would you do something? And I didn't know much about it, to be honest with you. And I was just kind of doing other stuff, but I'd like to get back into that. I would like to do some sort of Thing with that because I think it's great and they pack out man for sure so that's a really cool deal. Speaking of getting kicked out of places, I've gotten kicked out of a concert before. I almost got kicked out of like I said that interview with uh which McCall Twenty One Pilots because I just almost screwed it up so bad and my (laughs) phone kept going off and they're like make your phone stop and it ended up being like one of those things where it's like eh, eh," (laughs) like like a Amber Alert kind of a thing. Yeah, I'm just kicking me out of that. Damn. Uh, there's a group called Cottonmouth Kings. You ever yeah, remember? I've heard of them. You know who they are? Mm-hmm. Their whole thing is about smoking weed, man. Like, that's their whole <laughs> thing. They have fake weed plants on stage. They're up there smoking weed. And some guy that I was with had a blunt, and he was, like, rolling it, or he had already rolled it, he lit it, and the security guard guy grubs both of our arms. He's like, what is that? I was like, I don't talk to him. And then, the next thing you know, he's like, drop it on the ground. And wow. then it's like, we're going to kick you out of this. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't have anything on me, but. They're smoking weed on the stage, man. <laughs> <Can> you know, <laughs> like, smell the weed in the right, air, right, motherfucker? Right. So, um, the, don't be a smartass. Uh, no, no, no. See, I'm not. I'm just kind of like letting you know what's going on yeah. right here. My buddy's scared shitless because it looked like he had never been in trouble before <laughs> ever, you know? And he was just like, man, I just got this outside from some dude. And I'm like, well, "Don't tell him your story, man. Just fuck. <laughs> just, if you want you to put it out, put it out. Yeah. Like, I mean, quit doing that shit.
1: I hate bouncers or security security guards at clubs or whatever. You know I can kick you out. I can get you arrested for this. Just give it to me. I'm like, so you can do my drugs later, motherfucker? Fuck you. <laughs> right. I'm that- gonna throw this shit in the club. I'm just gonna throw it in the air. why don't you tell your strip club story? Oh god damn. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so we're at we're at a local strip club and I'm partying. We're all partying. I got um, kicked out
2: of a strip club, I'll tell you after you're so good.
1: So we're sitting there, you know I'm like I'm going to I go to the ba- <clears throat> I go to the bathroom, I do some coke. I come out of the bathroom stall, and the guy's like, "The guy's like, um, hey man, what are you doing in there?" I was like, "What do you think I was doing?" Like honestly, I've been in there for like I've been in there a hundred times tonight. What do you think? <laughs> what do you, you think I'm taking that he's, You know, I didn't say that to him. I'm like, uh, nothing. He's like, I'm calling security. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And this is like, the thing in my head it's like, I probably know the security he's going to call. So why am I freaking out getting scared now? So I'm sitting there. He's like, he's like, give me give me some money, and I won't call them. I was like, okay. I wish in my wallet. I'm like, you don't know, no, like, no, call him. He's like, okay, fine. I was like, all right, you know, I'll give it to you. I got a fucking fifty dollar bill in my goddamn wallet. Oh wow. He's like, right, that, I ain't got no change. I was like, I was like, here's fifty bucks, man. Shook down. I got shook down by the bathroom <laughs> attendant of the strip club. So then I was like, so then I went back to a couple of weeks later, and he was his little bitch ass wasn't there. You're he right. probably fired his ass from doing that <laughs> to other people. Probably, dude. That's shitty. I all was right. like. I was like, I ain't giving you my Coke. Fuck you, man. <laughs> you can use your 50 bucks. It's not like,
0: don't do Coke in here. Just pay me to do Coke in
1: here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. All the best is when we were up in one fight, two, and my friend, oh, he, the, our friend bounces. <laughs> like,
0: Tell the story, Tony. So this chick, I see her one day. She's like, did you see me the night before? And I'm like, no, what happened? She's like, I was being bad. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, I was just hooking just up with this guy in the club. And so I was like, what guy was it? And she told me. And so I talked to the guy and he's like, yeah, I was fingering her in the in the VIP area or like by the bar. And this bar, t- I mean, this bouncer friend of ours is like, take it to the VIP. He's like, don't stop fingering her. Just take it to the VIP.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then like I saw somebody else and I was like, yeah, did you see it? And this this guy's like, did you see her get fingered? he's like, man, she was getting fisted.
3: <laughs>
0: and we started calling this guy the fister after that.
3: Oh, my Sarah. God.
2: <laughs> wow how many shots did he have oh man <laughs> strip clubs are cool I like going to them I've got kicked out of one before and this is not my fault I'd gotten out of work I was bartending at a place met up with a buddy of mine we ended up going to local strip club down the road there's a gas station and it's time I smoked cigarettes so anyways in my change I got like a $10 bill back right mm-hmm. but it had like shit all over it like i had like maybe like, it was like pink or red or something kind of dye it. but it was like a real $10 bill yeah so a girl comes you know, you buy your two drinks when you get in. We're sitting there, and I was like, Oh, hey, let me get another round. By the way, can I get changed for the just ones? She's like, Okay. Next thing you know, this guy comes back, this huge bouncer, and he's like, Hey, let me, uh, you know, talk to y'all outside for a minute. And I'm like, No, I'm good. We can stock right here. <laughs> he was like, No, man, just leave your stuff and uh, we'll come back. Next thing you know, I'm like, Okay. Because I didn't know what was going on. It was with a buddy of mine. He, he's in my eyesight the whole time. We did nothing shady. And we go outside, and dude's like, is this your $10 bill? And I'm like, yeah, he was like, this is fake. And I'm like, no, it's not. And he was like, yes, it is. And I'm like, its i am like it has got the thing that says USA on it. And they, he holds it up and it says USA strip. He's like, that's bullshit. Why is all this over? And I was like, I don't know, dude, I just got a pack of camel lights from the gas station. You need to go talk to them. He's like, you're passing off fake money at my club. I said, dude, if I'm going to pass fake money off at your club, you're it's going to be hundred dollars <laughs> hundreds, and fifties, and thousand-dollar
3: bills. Shit or you the don't best. even know.
1: We had a $10 bill I'm going to uh, pawn off that's fake. Well, the best is you're going to have a bunch of fake fives or something just Said the girls on the stage. You know it came from you. Like that ain't my money. What are you talking about, bitch? Yeah, you like, right,
2: shit. man. I was like, my buddy was like, just, get, just let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like this dude was trying to fight, and y'all see me. I'm yeah. not about this shit over here. So like, I'm like, whatever, dude. Like here, you take my ten dollars and leave. And then next thing you know, I cut my hair and went in a couple days later, and it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sucker. A-
1: no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Suck a Free Sunday. Oh, yeah, it was hilarious. pretty nice. Oh, God. Tony, have you ever been kicked out anywhere?
0: No, no, can't say that. No. Have you kicked anybody out of anywhere? No. Well, I was well, with you that day when we got kicked out of. Because remember, I touched that guy, and he's like, "Get off my shirt!" Yeah, that was that same bouncer, or not? Remember,
1: the, the um, remember when we worked that party together, and Samuel Jackson was supposed <sighs> oh, to be there. God.
0: <laughs> it was like Samuel Jackson, Justin Timberlake. Like, I forgot <laughs> who it was. it was. Like the pathetic shit list. Like uh, we worked this party at um, the Plush Club. No, it was, <laughs> they had like, they used to have events at Gibson Lounge. I used to work there. Yeah. I
2: used to bartend those things. Oh, did you really? Yeah.
0: Like in the early 2000s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like he, one day he's like, hey, I need somebody to help me bounce this party. So I'm like, okay, I'll help you out. So we're standing at the door and they like, give us this list. And like I said, Justin Timberlake, because I think it was in our film, Black Snake Moan. Right. And it was like Justin Timberlake, um, Samuel Jackson, some other person. Christina Ricci, maybe. Yeah. And they didn't show up, obviously. Right. It's just like, come on, man! Like, stop trying to fake the funk. I hate that. Don't you? Yeah. It's just like, and this, well, this people listen, so. But yeah, like this guy's like full of shit, man. Like sometimes he's always telling us his store. Like one time he's like, "I'm gonna move to Boston." And I'm like, "Congratulations!" And he's like, "You should tell me to stay." I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here.
2: I, I liked working at those those uh, those events. Man, it was really cool. I remember one of them we were doing, and it was last call. It was like some artist's birthday party, like maybe Yogati or somebody, whatever. But it was like a big lounge, a big thing. Yeah. It was like three o'clock in the morning came around. We already did the last call, and the mayor Harrington came over and he was like, <laughs> let me get a drink. And I was like, man, I can't. And like all the lights are on in the yeah. place, you know? And there, the first thing they do is they take the money and they do all that first. Then we do cleaning up, you Yeah. Know? And then I was like, man, I, I, I couldn't serve it to you if I could, you Because yeah. I, mean? I mean, we don't have any cash box. That fool, that fool looked at me and goes, do you know who I am? Yeah, I'll take one. And they dude looked at me, and he's like, do you know who I am? And I'm like, I don't care who you are, man. I can't serve you any alcohol. I have enough of you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I love this.
2: Getting some alcohol? Getting That's some where our old right boy, in. man.
0: He took a picture with him one time at, um, where are we at? The Peabody. Harrington. Willie H. That's
1: my drug dealer.
2: that dude was straight up like i'm not leaving the club we're like dude you you need to leave he's like nah man you know who i am i don't care like i i I just gotta go it's three o'clock in the morning i'm tired let me leave come on did you work there when julian worked there yes he he worked there he was uh i think he was just kind of like a manager maybe okay um so I was working at doing radio part time, and then I was also working at Carabas out in Caryville.
3: Oh, okay. And then
2: I knew some guys that were working with him. They hired me to go in there. So, like, I think Natalie was working there at the time.
0: Do you know Tracy? Uh,
2: yes, I yeah. think. That's yeah, that's how I met
0: Julian. Actually, okay, yeah. Tracy
2: Ellsworth. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah I knew her. Yeah, they all were there. And it was a cool ass thing that we did, man. I loved it. And then all of a sudden, they like, the whole thing closed down. Yeah, it was that. a cool
0: vibe, man. Like they had those little parties and stuff like that there.
2: Yeah, it was it was really weird. I had to work one with the radio station. They did something back and it was like the it was this equivalent to like Chippendale's. Mm. <laughs> and I was the only promotion kid working at the station. Yeah. <laughs> and Kennedy was the female brought all the girls out there. She's like, Laddie, you're going to come do this." And I was like, "No, I'm not." So I had to go. <laughs> I set up all the shit. And then like, I was like, I'm not going to watch this thing. This isn't my thing, you know? So, wow. But it was fun. I mean, I got paid. So there you go. What I miss. <laughs> Sorry. We time I met your boy
0: Harrington,
1: I had to do some cocaine. <laughs> no, I, did. I wish. No. Um, yeah, I met him a couple of times. One time with the Peabody. One time at, um, one of the club owners of 152's house. Oh, wow. And we're all, Having fun, and I just opened the wrong door at the wrong time. Thought I was gonna get beat up really bad. Wow, but they're like, what are you doing? Come in here, and I was like, oh, okay, and <laughs> party. Yeah, Woo. so that was that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everybody's crooked. <laughs> I think if you get enough power, man, it's kind of just inevitable. It seems what, like to be kind of shady. Like, if you get enough, like, power and people, like, yes-men around you, it's kind of hard to not be corrupted, I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that, I, you know, I, I don't know. I
2: I think, yes, I think because it's the power. Yeah. Let's, let's push the limits and see what I can get away mm-hmm. with. I think you're right about that to a point. But I think some people just, if they're not, that's why you see some people on TMZ. And some people you don't. Yeah. You know, you kind of see the same people over and over again. And they're the ones causing all the drama and doing all the shit. But I mean, literally, you see Tom Hanks on there a lot. No. Before him getting the Rona. Yeah. Nope. Not at all. You see Eminem on there.
0: Nope. Not at all. Yeah. You know, but then you see poor Dr. Dre out there all over damn TMZ. What's the thing? His wife was stealing money supposedly now.
3: Yeah, so and they're
0: going like a big divorce, right? She
1: she Go wants ahead. like a sorry, well, she wants like a million dollars a month or so. No, it's shit? three million, three million of yeah. Wow. So her lawyer has the breakdown of why she should get the three million, like and her it, live, like her yeah. trying to keep the same lifestyle or whatever. Her right? entertainment part is like nine hundred and fifty thousand a month. What are they doing? Know? I don't know, but that's what the, on the breakdown for the three million. Is it has the breakdown of everything, you know? Uh-huh. And that's the money she wants for entertainment. That's yeah. first
0: world problems, right
1: there. Yeah, it, it is.
2: Yeah. And so she wants. You're right. She wants that much money. Then she went back to get some more. And remember, he signed that deal with Beats for like three hundred plus million dollars. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, Dre's made his own. But then she wants more money on top of that. She's a lawyer. She could go get a fucking job if yeah. she wants to, you know. And with the name. That she has. Yeah. She could get anybody as a client. Do they not have a prenup? I don't think so. But then they got married like in the early nineties and stuff. I mean, and he was just, you know, I guess he had just left uh N W A. Yeah. We well, left them. A death Row. Death Row, I think, mm-hmm. is kinda he, he kinda went off and then he started doing the um like his own stuff. Aftermath. Right, aftermath, yeah. that's what it was, the director. Interscope aftermath. And um yeah, so I, I dude, I think she's just money hungry, man.
0: Did you watch the Defiant ones? His story about his origin story with him, um, Jimmy Iovine and Eminem. No, I it's didn't. It's fucking amazing. I think it was on HBO, but it may be on Netflix now. It's fucking amazing. Wow. It's a really good docu series.
1: Did y'all watch that movie? NWA. Yeah, I saw. it. I did. it was that was good. good. I did. That yeah,
0: good. that was good.
2: I like it. I like. I like the backstory of everything. You know to see how they come, see how they come up with and all, and and I, I think he did good. I think he came out at the right time. The whole, especially with the whole Eminem thing, yeah. and then just kind of sitting back and collecting his money. And I think Dre's a really, really
0: smart guy. I saw that he had actually signed Eve around the same time he signed Eminem. Wow! And then he focused all his time on Eminem, and she was like, "Yeah, I made it. You know, I'm going out to L.A.," and then she had to move back. I think she's like from Philadelphia or something. Yeah, she had to move back there and move back in home with her mom. And then that's how she ended up getting with the Rough Riders with like DMX and all of them. Oh. So it ended up working on her favor because, you know, maybe he would have put her out there. It's kind of like the Free Soul thing with um, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And like how they say like Justin Timberlake kind of takes his time with stuff. And I guess there was like a bidding war between Justin Timberlake and Usher with, what's the kid's name from Canada? Justin Bieber. Justin yeah. Bieber, yeah. And like they think that maybe if Justin Timberlake would have got him, it probably would have been not how like Usher pushed him.
2: Wow, that's so crazy because Justin had his record label it was called Justin Time Records.
3: <laughs> so you're sitting there
0: saying he's taking his time. Wow, and
2: that whole thing with Free Soul too. I Remember they had that song that was called Phenomenal. Yes, I think, and then added music
0: video out there. Timberland helped make the mm-hmm. beat. Yep, and it was Wasn't great. It like a black and white video or something. No, or? It,
2: no, it was like uh, they were going into like a uh, like a like a, uh, like a science thing. Maybe I don't know. It was it was, it was really cool. It was very yeah. 2000s.
1: Well, you saw that. Free Soul actually played a show the other day. At Mingle, I mean, um, Lafayette. He hit me up. He hit me up and said, Hey man, can I get
2: on your, see, that's the other thing. He hit me up and asked me to be on the radio show. And I was like, all right, you know, we really don't do that to a point. Now that's not me. Yeah. That's the
1: station. Yeah. Right.
2: That's my bosses and all this because remember, it's all about money at that point, mm-hmm. you know? Well, if Lafayette is going to pay, then they can go ahead and be on the show and all that and whatever. It, so that's, somebody else is doing, not mine. And I told him that I was like, Hey, well, basically I don't know if I can do that, but I can do an Instagram live with you. And then of course all the shit started happening with me where I'm furloughed for two weeks and that ended up being with his thing. And I just kind of didn't, I put a lot of my life on hold to be honest with you. Um, and I, I couldn't do that. And, um, uh, but yeah, I heard his show
0: was great and he's a great guy. He's an, he's,
2: he's a good dude, you know, glad he's back in Memphis making music.
0: Yeah. I saw him for the first time play at automatic Slims. This wow. is like early 2000s This girl I knew from back in the day She knew him somehow okay. Okay. Where, did the, where
1: did they set up?
0: We're at the very front Where, uh, the, son, where the automatic Slim's <clears throat> little sign is So that, you walk in front? to the left? Yes Or to uh, the right when you walk in That's where they were playing That's yeah, a small place Yeah <laughs> Yeah
1: Tiny <funny> as fuck <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I mean I think it was only him And like some other chick And maybe somebody else were playing in the band
2: So that's how crazy it is So I met him with Elliot When they were doing Free Soul cause I worked with some guys at Domino's who played with Elliot in another band. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's turn around and like Elliot's traveling with Justin Timberlake. <laughs>
3: he's his yeah. guitarist like, now. Like,
2: and now he's actually making music. We are like, wow. Okay. And then wow. it just goes from there, you know? Yeah, a lot of I think the entertainment world too is about who you know and not what you know as well and that goes that. for fucking
1: anything yeah you, you don't know? have to be the best uh, guitar player but as long as you know somebody that's got a job for you that's better than everybody else you're good absolutely you're... right
2: 100% man I mean that's what I'm doing everyone I know is
1: what's up what's up with Apple Music I know y'all doing something <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, Holla- I read something this was a long time ago when you know Metallica got that um, Hispanic guy as their guitarist or whatever. yeah the guy I forget from, his name yeah. but Apparently he wasn't the best, the best uh, that auditioned or whatever. Mm-hmm. But since James Hatfield liked him, that's how he got. You know, he's like, oh yes, he was better. I, I liked him better than. And what James Hatfield says goes because he's fucking Metallica, right? right? So I think that's how he ended up getting the gig over some other guy. I forget the other guy's name, but he's like, well, oh, fuck it. Um, I think
2: he. And it, I think so. I think he played in uh, Suicidal Tendencies and uh, I think they knew them from that as well.
1: Probably so,
3: yeah. And it's
2: all about how things, same thing with Blink-182. You know, when they got rid of, um, uh, I can't think of his name right now, Mm, Tom DeLonge, when they got rid of him, they got Matt Skiba, and they were like, you're the only person that's going to replace this guy. Mm. Now, granted, he was doing his own band as well, and it's like, okay, well, this or Blink-182, so he was (laughs) a Blink-182, still had his other one, but it's all about connections, and it's all about knowing
0: somebody, you know? That's the conspiracy guy, right? From Blink on AT. yeah,
2: the whole yeah. alien thing,
0: yeah, yeah, he's out there.
2: He he kind of is, man. But now it looks like they might be trying Onto to make something. some music. Well, no, <laughs> right? They may be trying to make some music together,
0: though. Oh, really?
2: I think he's realizing that Blink just kind of went off, and this. he's like, "Uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't have." He wanted it musically to go a little bit differently. That's why he was doing Angels and Airwaves, okay. and they sounded they sounded different than like more of a pop punk. What Blink was, Um, but I think that pop punk's kind of coming back. MGK Machine Gun Kelly, he's awesome live. So definitely, if he comes around, you check him out. But uh, he just did an album. He's got Travis Barker on some of his stuff oh, playing really? drums. Oh yeah, man, he's he's good. He's a real talented dude.
1: I'm just really curious to find out in the next like year or so, two years, all the good music is going to come out. Like we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. with everybody that's just been stuck at home because these as artists they create, and you and you're sitting literally in your living room with your wife or whatever. Or, boyfriend, whatever, and you have nothing to do because you can't go here or you can't see your buddies or you can't, what are you going to do? You're right. going to fucking create. You're going to write. That's it.
2: You're going to write nonstop. But see, they're going to need people to help sell that music. See, another yeah. job that it's badass, this is what I hate about life, right? Yeah. You go through high school and they tell you, they say, this is what you need to be. Well, there's only like a handful of things. Doctor, lawyer, yeah. if, if you are have any athletic ability, maybe an athlete mm-hmm. or, you know, that's it you know and if you really don't do shit you're going to be working in the restaurant business or a receptionist <laughs> you right know? right but they don't let you know there's other businesses out there and there's people who work for record labels their job is to go to program directors at radio stations and say hey check this out we have the brand new Justin Bieber the brand new Celine Dion the brand new whatever mm-hmm. and play it now you can't pay for play it's called payola lo- pay the- you can't do that but there's things where you, you maybe You know, do certain things, to get records played to a point, but also just having that connection and that relationship is what it's about. And that's a job I think I would really like to do because you're still in that music industry, but you have to have an ear for it as well. You you know, you gotta be passionate about what you're selling. Mm -hmm. Hey man, I really like this Blink-182 song. It's the fucking bomb. You know, I don't care who's playing on it. Tom or Matt, doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. This guy's great, but you just nailed it because all these people are sitting there at their house, making music, doing nothing. They're going to have so much music out there. You're going to have to have people sell that to the world. Yeah,
1: It's like they say, Prince has so much music that we've never heard of. Yeah. Never, he hasn't released, they haven't released it. We just have so much, he has like, like CDs with the music, like a bunch of CDs or DVD, whatever, mm-hmm. of just music that hasn't been released. Yeah. They're saying like hundreds of songs. Really? Yeah.
2: Same things with rappers too. I mean, rappers will go in there. They have the beat already. It's easy. Uh, it's pretty much easy to get a beat from somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, they write, write, write constantly. And then same thing when, when Tupac died, they ended up making a whole album. Eminem and Dr. Dre ended up basically making the album and the dude's been dead. Yeah. They just grabbed his audio and put it together and made it, yeah. you know? So, now, next thing you know, you have a new album from a dead guy,
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, but he's not really dead. I don't think he is either. I really, I'm with you on that. No, I think no. him and Biggie are like laughing and like, they're like drinking like margaritas and shit somewhere no. on the
2: beach. It's so funny because people are like, you know, any history about Tupac, it's like he went to like
0: an art school in
1: New York. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, like,
0: he was in digital underground. Yeah. It's, like, it's like,
1: it's like, it's like, um. He didn't get in
0: trouble until he became famous. It's like, right.
1: remember when I said I fucked your bitch on that one record, man? He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. that was good, Chuck. That
0: was good, too. Hit him
1: up is probably one of the
2: best songs ever, dude. He's it's like, it's
1: like, I fucked your bitch. B- fuck you. My 4-4 makes sure do all do your kids do don't grow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like oh, my God. I was like 17. I was like, oh, God. What is yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, With my fucking Sony Walkman dis- uh, <laughs> CD player. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> You won. Congrats. You won. You <laughs> yeah. just killed everybody. <laughs> But the, but you're right, though, just with all the music's coming out. I, I think in 2022, you're yeah. going to see a huge resurgence. I think concerts are going to slowly start coming back in 2001, or should me, 2021, whatever. And I think in 2022, man, is where we're going to start to get normal. They're going to have some type of fucking vaccine for this damn coronavirus. But you're going to have all these people, better TV shows, better movies, mm-hmm. and better music. Yeah. Well, they just
1: have to because all these people are just not doing shit. Like, you know, they shut down Hollywood. What do you think all those people that are directors and you're not, they're not just sitting around not doing shit. Right. They're, they're, they're writing screenplays. They're writing the next thing they're going to do. I mean,
2: you're so true. So a while ago I wrote a book and, uh, I, I'm a talker. I'm not a writer. So I, it took me a while to actually get somebody to, um, edit it and stuff. And I've got this dude editing. He's in my stuff and he sent this to me yesterday. I mean, you know, that's one of the chapters that he's redoing for me. Damn, you oh, know shit. And I, I literally I mean Z heads. Yeah. Literally wrote wrote one. And that's what I told him. I said, Hey man, they're gonna need this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, they're already they already made a, a Cobra Kai, they, they took a bit of TV show off yeah. of a fucking movie franchise that yeah. was successful. So we need to get into this thing. They're going to be asking for it. We need original material, original music, original shows. And so now's the perfect time to do it. and I think you're right, Rala.
1: Everybody is doing that right now. The best thing is, I like, well no, not the best I'm sorry the thing that sucks right now is that we're getting like remakes or remasters and like nothing really original. Like it's like, God damn, how many times i going to redo this one movie. Man? Yeah. Like I'm tired of watching this. Like, I know what's going to happen. You know, like fuck, like make something new. So that asks the, that asks the
2: question right there. Is stranger things that good? No, it's not. Or is it because there's nothing else to fucking watch? Mm. You know, think to yourself about that. It is, is, we're watching all these remakes. Is Cobra Kai that really good right now, or is it so nostalgic that you
1: have
0: to like it? Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: Cobra Kai is good because of nostalgia, right? And now, how when YouTube had it, only so many people watched it, right? Right. Now that Netflix has it, it's like in the top ten every week. Mm-hmm. Just for the by the subscribers for. Netflix and now they're making season three, which will be released in January 8th. Yeah. And then they've already got <laughs> shout out. Shout out. I, I watched, I saw this the other day. And um, they've already greenlit um, episode, a season four.
0: Oh, damn. Wow. So, yeah. I, I haven't seen the second season. I saw Dude, the it's, good.
1: I, it's saw the, good. I saw the first one. I haven't seen this. Yeah. You need to watch the second one.
0: Yeah, I know. I need to do it. But then you have shows
2: like Shit's Creek and like apparently. See, I've never seen that's that. Re- I've seen a couple. I heard they're really good. I've seen a few. I really haven't gotten into it. Well, apparently
1: they fucking won everything like you were saying earlier. They won everything. So like that's really rare.
2: I don't care if they won it. I just wanted to say shit on the radio.
1: (laughs) 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 It
2: gave me a good reason to do it.
1: Shit's great. Shit's great. Well, remember how Howard Stern got around from saying, like, cock and pussy? Yeah. He would make those, like, the games, and they were saying big cock. And, you know, yeah. I still remember that show. So I, I, I can't would... say big cock, but he can say big cock coming
3: out of yeah, my that's mouth. Right. Yeah, of course. Watching that
1: movie, I was like, oh, my God, this is so dumb. Why can't they just say this stuff? You know, like, right. that's how they got around it. I would hate to have been that pig vomit guy, man, <laughs> that program director right. For, right. That, for that radio station. Like, God damn. People probably hate that guy to this day, man.
2: I bet they do. He, he's probably... Rich as fuck, but yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. And what's so weird is that, like, I mean, a program director. Maybe one point, I would kind of like to do that, but like, I think I'm more on the entertainment side of it to give the content and to do that and come up with the ideas for shit. You don't want to be on the corporate side. I don't. I really don't. But I mean, for a job's a job to a point. But we did cool shit, though, man. I mean, one of the coolest bits that I did was a thing called Break Laddie's Balls, right? Mm -hmm. And we had. Christmas ornaments, glass Christmas ornaments, like, you know, the red ones, the silver ones, whatever. And then we would take the top off. We'd put a piece of paper in there, a little slip of paper that said either yes or no. And basically we're giving away tickets to whatever concert. Mm -hmm. So you had to yell as loud as you can, break Laddie's balls. Someone hit me in the head with this thing. (laughs) And the audio just sounds so good. It's like, and then I pick it up like, yeah, you won. They're like, Woo. But also, they're in their fucking cubicle at work, yelling "Break
0: laddie's balls." <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious.
2: That's what it's about. Yes. And then, so people are like, "Wow!" And then the whole point is, dude, I hurt you on the radio, yelling yeah. "Break this," but you also won or you didn't. Yeah, that's the creativity route that I want to do. Yeah, that's what who I am. I want to make sure you have a good fucking time while you're doing it. I don't want to sit there and be like, "Well, I want to make sure this song plays after this song and then this song after this." No, just throw the music in there. Let that be it. But have good personalities. Make sure these idiots are local, and make sure they're half assed decent on air. It's not the hardest job in the world, yeah. to be honest with you. That's why I did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, how does the playing music part work? What do you mean? Like where you so take requests? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, like uh, does the studio pay for the songs? I mean, not, not studio, but the the record. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. I think radio a, station or what have you. I think
2: the. Up to a point, they have to pay like BMI and ASCAP and all that, yeah. right, to get their music played. But basically, w- w- it works as a record company will say, Hey, we have the brand new Justin Bieber. This is it. Are you going to play this? Well, okay. Well, Justin's a huge name. Song's kind of good. Yeah, man, we'll throw it on. Yeah. We throw it on at nights, maybe throw it on whatever. But then if it picks up steam, okay. And then, of course, you have charts, you know, mm-hmm. and it shows the top chart charts. Top 40 music is, well, let me break it down. Classic music, you're still gonna hear your John Mellon your John Cougar Mellencamps, you're gonna hear all that, you know, your your Steely Dance, you're gonna hear your dire straits. This music is always gonna be what it is. Yeah. What top forty was really cool about is because you had new music. Mm-hmm. And so you gotta kinda pick what you want in there. Okay. But sometimes the music only flows a certain way. So with like top 40, it's more poppy. Well, if there's not much poppy music, what's going to be played? Well, Megan the Stallion's going to be played. Mm-hmm. Well, Lizzo's going to be played. Right. Okay. The new Justin Bieber is. But that's the singles that the record companies are throwing at you. And you kind of you can pick whatever you want to play, but you do want to play the hits. Yeah. And so that's what they do. My opinion when it comes to programming is that there is no genre of music anymore. There's no genre. Yeah. Spotify killed that. Apple Music killed that. And I think that if you want to play the hits, you play what people listen to. Mm. So you could play a new Blink 182 song, right? And then play maybe a Lizzo, yeah. And then maybe play a Sam uh, Sam Hunt or something. And then yeah. then you, you kind of just throw it around there. People are like, wow, this is all new music, and they're across the board. You don't pigeonhole yourself into one certain thing because then you can get more money for advertising. You can change the game up. Mm. Minglewood's got an artist coming in, boom, they're going to throw you some money to advertise on there, yeah. right? Or you're going to have fucking Snoop Dogg, well, you're still going to play Gin and Juice, you know, cuz everybody loves that, yeah. and he's playing Minglewood Hall, or excuse me he's playing um um uh Bill Street Music Fest, they're going to spend money with you. Yeah. So if you've noticed this too, a lot of the times that where I worked at 107.5 Music Fest was pretty heavy mm-hmm. to our music. Oh, big time, you know? And so that was great for us. And we're going. You're going to listen to us to hear the artists that you're going to have. We're going to go interview those artists, take pictures, and you're going to be like, "Man, these motherfuckers are all over the
0: place." Yeah,
2: that's the station I want to be a part of. So I keep thinking to myself, "Why'd you just let this? Why'd you let the format go?" Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's business behind business, Mm -hmm. and with radio now, because things are going, everything is completely changed. And so eventually, I think that they're going to get smart enough, like serious, serious radio. Is awesome. I have it in my car because I'm a sports guy. So I listen to my sports. I listen to my certain stuff. The Grateful Dead, my favorite band. They have their own fucking station on there. But Spectrum, if you listen to Spectrum, they're across the board. They'll play like Oasis. Then they're playing Celine Dion. And then they're playing like a new Mumford and Sons. Yeah. You know, and that's what people want is a variety of new music. Not so much a variety of
0: older music. So it should be like the Netflix model. Instead of, like, the current model they're doing. Because, like, on Netflix, you're not going to just have, like, Western movies only. You're going to have a little bit of everything. And, like, the way you're describing it makes perfect sense. Like, why don't they have stations like that where you can listen to whatever?
2: Because we have people and all this data that we spent thousands and millions of dollars on tells me that this, no. Yeah, yeah. Listen to your artists. That's why these TikTok stars that you're talking about, they're going to record labels and record labels are saying, well, you have two million views. I would rather take your 2 million views or listens Mm -hmm. and try to capitalize off that and then maybe make another record to put out there. We'll give you, and I I don't know the numbers, I'm just throwing this out there, but fuck, we'll give you 70% of everything that you own. We'll take 30%, but promote the hell out
1: of you. Yeah. Right? Like making money for free, essentially. Absolutely right. 100%
2: and you don't really do shit. You let this TikTok artist do it or you let this Instagram star doing it. See, back in the day, the way it was is they took like a handful of artists and basically they're saying, we'll give you 30%, we'll take 70 and then you get all the money off merchandise and touring and all that stuff. That's great, you can make money. But still, you're gonna have to make more music to go tour, to go sell, to make merchandise, right? Nowadays, they'd rather take 15 different artists with maybe taking 30% and giving them more money, but then they got more across the board. Well, we've got all these artists. This dude's a TikTok star. This dude's an Instagram star. This dude actually is a movie star now, mm. but they still own, I won't say own them, but they're, you know, that's their artists. Yeah. So that's the way the music business is going to go. And like you talked about earlier, all these people are at their house right now. In 2022, you're going to see a whole surgence of all new music come out there and it's going to be badass. So I hope it's with older artists too, to be honest with you. Like I said, Hope,
1: my, yeah. You know, Hopefully, they're just not sitting around. They're um, not. They I, might be dead. The
2: but, <laughs> with all the people I mean, dying,
1: they might be. I just, yeah. And I just don't understand why, like you said, there's not a radio station I could listen to that plays everything from country to rap, hardcore rap. You know, like, why, why is they not?
2: And, It's because it's because it's all about the the (laughs) quant. the money, it's all about that money. And because somebody paid some, it's all it is. Somebody paid somebody to do some research. But dude, your research is on TikTok. Your research is on YouTube or Instagram. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my homeboy, he works at a a record label and uh, they actually, their whole thing is to make, um. Uh, I even say it, he works for C3 management. C3 puts on Lollapalooza,
3: Okay, right? Big stuff. Yeah. He's
2: with, he's with, he was worth, he was with Columbia, Sony. He left to take this job. I went to high school and middle school with this kid in Houston, Texas. Wow. Now he's running things. I had a conversation with him last week. I told him I didn't have a job. I'm looking to get obviously into the business and doing certain things. And he's like, well, what we're doing is we're looking for artists. He's like, we can't tour right now. So you can't have Lollapalooza. Yeah. And remember they have Lollapalooza, and then Lollapalooza, Sao Paulo and Brazil and all this. Yeah, so they, they, they went off and did stuff. Yeah. So now they're looking for artists. So he's like telling me, so I'm kind of doing a little freelance A&R for him, you know, trying to find some bands and send it to him. Mm-hmm. And I found a great band. They're called uh, fan club wallet.
0: Fan club wallet. Yeah.
2: But they had the other day they had uh, this is are brand new on on um, Spotify, brand new. And next thing you know, one of their songs had like, I don't know, 50,000 views. Maybe like 80,000 views. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing some research. That's a lot. It is. Now, guess what? Man, I'll bring up their song right now. When I talked to him, they had 90,000 views on this one song. And I like it. It's mm-hmm. like emo pop, kind of like indie. Yeah. Man, next thing you know, fan club wallet right here. Boom, here it is. 116,000. Damn. Last week, they had 90. So let Damn. me tell you something. What do you think it's going to raise in, in two months? What do you think that's going to be it?
0: Right. Uh, like 200 or something, right?
2: More than that. Yeah. You think so? More, More than, than that. Oh, you said six
0: months, right? Or two months. Please. Two months, two, two months. 200,000?
2: Basically, in a week, you end up, yeah. Over, yeah. yeah. Over, over, they're going to have well over 100, uh, maybe 500,000. Damn. So if you're a record company, what are you doing? We want you. Yeah. We want you. You know, I mean? they have 94,000 monthly listeners. They're brand new, they're not signed. They don't have anybody with them. So I'm going to take, so I sent her to my boy. <laughs> I was like, Hey man, you need to check this band out. Mm. I like them. Yeah. And now granted, I don't know if my opinion is worth the fuck or not, but he, he actually thinks so. So, you, so I sent him that stuff and there's going to, hopefully uh, it's going to be like that. And that's happening all over the country.
1: So you're like a, you're like a scout. Like how, Team, baseball teams, football teams have like scouts they send mm. out, like you're kind of like looking for the next big thing. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, okay. Kind of, kind of like
2: freelance right. for him, but that's what I want to do. That's what, that's my dream job to be honest with you. If I could go back in the seventies, there was a bunch of fucking, Cocaine and fucking... Uh,
1: uh, he did look at me when he said cocaine, <laughs> by the way.
2: <laughs> but that's the way it was. Man, people go in there and you would just get stay up all night long, going to New York clubs, watching all these different bands, going out to LA to the Troubadour, going out to the Rainbow Lounge, and going to all these different places and finding these bands and then being like, wow. And your job is to take them back to your record label. One motherfucker's job is to sit back and be like, yeah, okay, or no, I'm good. That would be your job,
3: I'm looking at Tony, <laughs> <in your case. laughs> um, yeah, you
2: know,
1: um, my mama said, uh,
2: <laughs> but that's how it was back in the day, right? You had one person making decisions for big, huge record companies. Yeah. I think Queen's fantastic. So we need to play this song. OK, well, that's what it is. Right. And you push that. I don't want to say you push it down our throat, but you're telling us that's what's hot. Mm. Back in the 80s, it was MTV. If it wasn't on MTV, it wasn't worth the fuck. Yes, right. Yeah. OK, so now it's the same thing. But guess what? TikTok's telling you who's a star. Yeah. Instagram's telling you who's a star. Not me, not Columbia, not Atlantic, not any island or deaf jam music. None of that. Yeah. Somebody else is telling us what's hot. Now these record companies are secondary saying, well, we want a piece of you because if you're gonna blow the fuck up, somebody's gonna grab you. So they would rather take that chance. And that's what I would love to do is find that music and find that group. And literally, I'm telling you, I saw this shit and I sent it to my buddy. I'll say it. So they had last week I mean, a couple thousands. So if you're really getting like five to 10,000 views a week, dude, that's huge. Even more than that, it seems like you're picking up more Excuse steam.
0: Me. Yeah. So. It's like they say, you should let the market decide, like the market being the people. Yeah. So it's like, like well, like you loved a TV show back in the day and then they would cancel, it, even though they had a lot of viewers. It's like, who the fuck is this person that's canceling this shit and they have all these people watching it?
2: Read, read that real quick. I said the band, Fan Club Wallet, right? Go from Spotify Listens at the second paragraph. Sp- Spotify Listens. Read
0: that out. Spotify Listens, 9, th- 98,902...
1: Nine, Come on, man. Goddamn. <laughs> t- t- Today, oh, we know We know what he's going to edit out. That yeah. part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Spotify Listens, 98,902... Okay. God
3: damn it. 98,000. <laughs> <939. laughs> let me read it. You
0: know what? Let me read. Let me try. Uh, let me 25, try. 25,000 listens from the last week, 74,120.
2: Last week they had 74,000 views. Now they have 116,000. You just saw it, right? Yeah. So that's
0: if fucking you. crazy.
2: Right. That's over what? Do the quick math 40,000 views in less than a, in, in a
0: week? Damn. Yeah. And what's this? What is it? Uh, Fan wallet, what's it called? I'm sorry. Um, fan club wallet. Fan club wallet.
1: But look, but look, read what I wrote on there too. I mean, I, I really like this band. Artist, fan club wallet. Singer, car crash. In I G major. The song fan is, is called Car Crash in G major. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm, you I'm can't just,
2: read either.
3: I'm <laughs> just, I'm,
1: I'm reading what's written here. You fuck. Uh, uh, all right, all right. <laughs> the band. This is your professional opinion because sure. you are a professional. Hopefully. The band is great. A perfect new alternative band. The song Car Crash in G Major has a real indie feel to it. They have a warm, easygoing feel to all of their songs, but in real hipster kind of way, all of their songs are great, especially Interstate. Plus, I love the name Fan Club Wallet. Very cool. They are a newer band with over 84,000 monthly listeners. Fan Club Wallet, when you guys make it, you better throw some money our way. Damn right. So here's the deal. They went had they went ahead and I
2: followed them on Instagram, and they did an Instagram live the other day, and they only had like maybe 200 people. And I was like, Hey, are y'all signed? They're like, No. And then I was like, Oh, any any labels looking at you? We don't like labels. We we want to be so independent. And then I was like, Well, they actually are looking at you. And they go, Well, we really like labels. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's how it is. And yeah. like I think that that's honestly my dream job. If I if I don't do radio, I would love to do. Like hosting radio, I would love to be that guy, be in that
1: scene. Well, can you imagine how cool that'd be for you, too? Like, you find some unknown person, band, some like, say, coffee shop in New York, and you're like, damn, where's, let me me listen more to this. And the next thing you know, you just signed, you just found the biggest next K star or whatever, you know, like, That'd be pretty cool. That's really rewarding for you also, you know? Well, how it all happened was
2: I was working over at a restaurant here in Memphis. These guys I know came in. They're basically like um, silent partners to the restaurant. They came in. Their manager said, hey, can you play this song over your loudspeaker? Because no one's in here anymore. And I said, who is it? She's like, it's a band I kind of manage. And it's one of the owner's sons, whatever. Okay. Her silent partner's sons. And anyways, they were in there. They're eating. And so I grabbed it. I started listening to it. I'm like, holy fuck, this is great. This is really good. Yeah. And next thing you know, uh, I'd start talking to the band and I was like, I work in radio. They're like, no way. Long story short, they're all lived in Nashville. They went up to New York to do a sound check and like a a um, um, uh, 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 showcase. Mm-hmm. And my friend Russell, who's at C3, he's was working in Columbia at the time in New York. And he was like, yo, this band's having a, a thing. We're going to go check them out. They wanted to sign them. Columbia records wanted to sign this fucking band that I sent to my friend who ended up going to their showcase. Damn. They got signed with Atlantic. They got signed with Atlantic records. Absolutely. Right. So at the time the song had maybe uh, 400 to maybe 500,000 views on it. I told my boy, I said, this is it. This is it. They sound like a foster of the people. They're going to be in it. And then, uh, next thing you know, it is what it is. He called me up months later and was like, man, you really hit a home run with that band. You really did. And I was like, okay, cool. He goes, what else you got for me? And that's when I was like, "You're like, oh, oh shit, here we go, right?" But but it's kind of hard, like you know, and your everyday listening to music and then jotting it down when you're trying to do a full time job, yeah. and, and that kind of you know hurt me a little bit. But then again, I was like, no, I'm really really passionate about it, and um, yeah, so um, after that ended up working pretty good, so that's why I want to jump into that now. I'm not having a job, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing that. But I think I'm on to something because we just saw that you had 74,000 views last week. Now you're at 116,000. If you're not a record company picking these fools up, you're dumb. Yeah. yeah. Because somebody's listening to them. Yeah. And I'm telling you, before the year's over, they're going to have over a million on that song. I'll
1: put money on it. They're going to have over a million. So like when you get a, so I guess what, every record deal that you sign is different, right? Just depends on the artist. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm trying to find this band.
1: What would you say? I'm sorry. No, I was saying like, so there's not like a cookie cutter for the deals. Everyone, is every deal is different pretty much. You know, I I, I can't answer all that because I don't
2: know. Okay. But basically what they'll say is this. They'll say, we'll sign your band. Let's say four people in the band. Tell you what, we'll give you $100,000 for two albums for two years, right? You go in there, you record it. We'll promote it. We'll give you, you know, you'll get your merchandise. However, their contract is, is, done, but yes, that's basically what it is. They don't really, won't go in there and say, we'll do you for one album because there's no love there. That's like giving a manager of a basketball team or or a coach or basketball team. Yeah. We'll give you a one-year contract. Right. There's no love there. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? No, we really like you here. We're going to give you X amount of dollars for give you a million dollars. Fuck it. We'll give you a million dollars for, for three albums. Yeah. That means they trust you. They have, you know, you're an asset to them at this point, you know? So that's kind of the way that that works. I don't know what the group I was talking about is called Arlie, by the way. Shout out, Arlie. That song that I played was Big Fat Mouth. It has over 10 million views. All the other songs, 12 million, 4 million, 1 million, 1 million, 508,000 views on it monthly. Monthly. If you're a record label, yeah, yeah, we want you, dude. Yeah. We want you.
0: That's fucking insane.
2: So to answer your question, just earlier. Yeah. Is podcasting worth it? Mm-hmm. Someone's listening. Yeah. Someone's going to find you. So the answer is always yes. Yeah. You know, if, if you got to have a little bit to it though, you got to have something, you know? Mm-hmm. And if that girl, if that girl never really said anything to me about the band being in there. And if she could play that song, they're great. She's not their manager anymore. It went over her head. Yeah. She was 22 years old going to Belmont university over, you know, in, in Nashville. Yeah. That's where the band's from, by the way. Okay. Man, she, it was over her head. They got so quick. They got picked up, you know? And, and then I never, they never would have been picked up. I never would have been introduced to my buddy to them. I never would have been the position that I am met. So yeah. it all just down everyone helping each other. That's all it is, man. That's all it is. So yes, do a podcast. If you think it's worth the fuck, do it. If you start realizing you ain't getting any viewers, then guess what? Stop.
0: Yeah.
2: Do something else. But go buy the equipment. It's gonna cost you a little bit, but go buy it. Go try it. And if that doesn't work, fuck. Just sell studio time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, <that's> true, <laughs> I mean, you know how people would love to have a podcast? Yeah. You know? And if you like I said, you got the equipment here, man. You should do that on the side too, is hustle people out like that.
1: What's up? What's up? Hey, yo, yo, I got the podcast, <laughs> podcast, pro come recording that shit 500 an hour, bitch. Right. <laughs> and people
2: do, and people do that.
0: There's a place in Midtown where they do that. They have a podcast studio where people could go and pay time.
1: I really? Think,
3: mm-hmm. I think I know somebody I it's in who cross does town.
2: that. Yeah. I know a guy who, who works at that thing too. So I think
0: they're overpriced. From
3: my what
2: are they, what do they charge?
0: I don't know. Courtney looked into it when he was talking about
3: doing a mm.
2: podcast. Really?
0: I told him just buy some fucking
2: equipment. I wonder what kind have of equipment. equipment super
3: that, expensive. I wonder
1: what kind of equipment they have.
2: All right. Well, yours is your equipment's good. Um, I work with a guy do our House of Hoops podcast. Jeff, he, he's got great equipment as well. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I, it's it, that's something I was kind of thinking about doing. Maybe you know, and I already have a name for it. and Everything, and <laughs> I got an idea of what I want. But I mean, you you just kind of have to be relatable. I mean, yeah. you hear these things that like cereal. You know, this podcast. Well, if you're into people killing people then and getting away with murder, that's your thing. Yeah. Comedy is your thing, sports or whatever, or you can just do what y'all do. It's a couple of good guys sitting around bullshitting, talking about, you know, anything really doesn't matter, but you're going to resonate to somebody. Because somebody's going to sit there and listen to this shit and they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did cook in that bathroom too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right.
1: I know him, Yeah. Hey, Tony, Astral, was, was it the first stall you go in or the second stall? <laughs> I don't
3: know.
0: Yeah, I think anybody should do it if they really want to do it. Like, just like I said, for I talked about it for three years before I finally jumped and just said, fuck it. I'm just going to buy equipment. What made do you do it? it? Buy the equipment.
2: Would we'll just say, fucking, I'm doing
0: it. Um I got tired of waiting around. I was waiting on somebody else. Yeah. And it's like, I can't dictate my life on what somebody else is going to do. I got to take it into my own, like, start my own shit, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just bought the equipment. I knew if I bought the equipment, it would make me do it. Like, I just don't want to let the equipment sit. This is how, like, I always tell this story. Like, I always used to talk to my friends about getting a passport. And they're like, oh, we're going to go here. And I'm like, okay, I'll get my passport. We'll go. Never got mm-hmm. my fucking passport.
1: They never went anywhere either way.
0: And then my uh, <laughs> my friend was he texted me when I was out of town one time and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna go to Spain." And I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna buy the ticket." So I bought the ticket, not having my passport because I knew if I bought the ticket, I don't want to waste that money on the ticket if I don't go. Right. So then it made me force me to get my passport. So sometimes you just gotta take some initiative and and bully yourself into doing something.
2: No, I dude, I'm I'm 100 about that. I. I think you're absolutely right, man. I and think, like I
0: said, you never know. Like like we we're talking about that, uh, the guy with the grape cranberry juice or whatever, and you just never know how you're going to pop. So, like if you're sitting somebody and you have this idea, you're debating to do something or not, you never know if that particular thing you want to do is is going to be the next big thing. No, you can't be afraid. Right. You can't be afraid, man. That's what it's all about. You got to start it. (laughs) Say hi. I think think the thing a lot of people are like, (laughs) a lot of people are scared of other people are going to say about them, but like, who gives a fuck? They're not doing it. Like, why are you worried about somebody that's sitting at home not doing shit? Yeah. But they're going to critique you. Well, that's them.
2: Absolutely right. It's like these keyboard warriors who are on Instagram or on Twitter and they're talking all this shit like, nah, man, throw your face behind it, throw your voice behind it and do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people,
0: I, I think you just nailed it. Yeah, yeah, I really do. I think you just nailed it. It's like they say the crabs in the bucket. People want to keep you down because they're not doing something. Yeah. Fuck you them.
3: Know?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. You know, it's <sighs> like there's so many people that probably could do something amazing, but they're worried about what their family thinks or what their friends think about what they're trying to do.
1: Or since their friends aren't doing shit, they're not going to do shit. You yeah. Know? Like,
0: yes. You nailed it, dude. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: I, I've got friends like that, too, that they're not happy in their life, so they want to hate on what you're doing in your yeah. life. Yeah. Bro, just do it. Same thing with my buddy, Jeff, who does the House of Hoops podcast. He saw that I worked kind of, I think, you know, to a point, Man, Laddie kind of worked his ass off. He's been bartending doing this and look where he did. He had a drive. I've always wanted to do a podcast about basketball. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. So we did it, you know, and it's, it's fun. It's good. Not
0: granted. Well, we're going to do it. Basketball's over, but
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's always, there's always something to do, but I mean, you have to get out there and do it regardless what it is. You know what I'm saying?
0: I think the thing a lot of times too is like people always are just so afraid, like of the technical side of things too. It's like, how do I get the equipment or how do I load it to up there? It's like go on fucking YouTube, man. Google, yeah. Like most of this shit is out there, or just reach out to somebody, DM somebody that has a thing, and maybe they're gonna be nice enough to tell you how they did it. Like you can't, like it's you true. were talking about the DM or like messaging people to yeah. do interviews. Sometimes you just gotta shoot your shot. And then once you shoot your shot so many times, somebody's going to say, it's like if they talk about when you're trying to fuck girls. And if you keep going around to every single person, somebody's gonna eventually say yes. Right. It may not be the option you want, but somebody will eventually say yes. Right. And it's a start. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> you miss 100 sh- 100% of the shots that you yes, don't
0: take. that's <laughs> so
3: fucking true, man.
0: I mean, yeah, I think anybody that wants to try something new, especially during this quarantine when you, yeah. you can't do what you normally would do, this is a time to learn something new. And to spring springboard that into something else. I think so.
2: I think, Raul, you nailed it earlier. So many people are just doing shit. They're bored. Yeah. So, I mean, real.
0: if you got some time, got a little bit of cash, might as well just try it. And you, mean, know? you can do it with your fucking phone a lot of times. Like you can, I, the phones are so nice now you can like upload shit to youtube or itunes or whatever you know it's just you don't need the fancy shit well that's what i'm doing over
2: here i'm taking videos of y'all real quick putting them on my instagram and i'm what the fuck's he doing he's obviously doing something right now well yeah will yeah. let you know here in just a little bit you know we're, right. exactly what we're what we're doing yeah i mean they may like it they may not you know what i'm saying they may think that fucking you know tyler and josh from 21 pilots are great and i think they suck i mean
0: i don't know yeah. <laughs> it is what it is uh,
2: so you know I'm just, you know, sitting here just kind of like wondering why senior Hall is not sitting next to me. It's kind of, what I'm yeah.
0: <laughs> what do they call it? A callback.
1: Callback. We'll call you back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He's probably gonna call Raul before he calls you. you know? yeah, right. Right. That's what I've learned. What'd you here. say
1: about my mama? What'd you say about my mama?
2: <laughs> <laughs> just tell him he's grounded. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Mama said you grounded. Don't come over to the house. We're too
2: busy. Raul <laughs> said you're grounded. <laughs> Stepdaddy said you grounded. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're going to be like, you're never coming on again, uh, buddy. <laughs> I blame the White Claw.
1: That's right. Yeah. Shout out to White Claw. Well,
0: Do you want to answer your uh, famous question?
1: What question? What
0: advice would you ask? Uh, um
1: I already asked him that earlier, though. Well, I mean, what's like outside of just your profession, Sure. if you had advice for somebody, well, like for anybody in general, what's your advice for people? About what? In general, like if you know, whatever like they want to do. General life
0: advice.
2: Life advice? Yeah. yeah.
1: It's I the mean, only you... thing
2: I've learned it when I was 16 years old. And it's as true as the day. I even put it in a rap song that I did. If you're not one step ahead, you're automatically two steps behind. Mm. That's the life.
3: Yeah. That's about
2: life. That's. It in a fucking nutshell. If you're not there, if you're not a step ahead of the next person, because there's always someone trying to take your job. There's always someone trying to be better than you. And guess what? A lot of these fuckers are. Yeah. A lot of them are. I'm not the best radio host ever. I don't have the greatest voice ever, and I don't, I'm not the best.
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: But I have a drive that's fucking uncanny. I want to be the best that I can be. Does that make sense? Yes. My ambition, out. it's like what they said in that movie Blow. Remember a movie below yeah. about George Young at the very end of it. He said his, ta- his ambition ex- out exceeded his talent. Mm-hmm. And that's me for sure. But that's what it is. If you're not a step ahead, you're automatically two steps behind. You did this podcast guys. You started this thing. Yeah. There's somebody right now being like, you know, one day I'm going to start a podcast. Like what you were earlier, mm-hmm. Tony, like you said, well, I'm just gonna say, fucking I'm going to do it. Yeah. Cause somebody else is doing a podcast. You know what I'm saying, I wrote a book. I wrote a children's book. It's not published. I wrote a novel, I'm getting it edited. But you know what, man? One day I'm going to write a book. No, motherfucker, I I'm doing it now. Yes. So it's the same umbrella as talk to talk, walk to walk, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Go do it, man.
0: Go well, do I'm it. Too brief not to do shit, man.
2: Yeah. Why not? And with technology nowadays, remember how long it took us to go get an album. Thanks, thanks to Napster, we could just burn that shit (laughs) in a second, man. You know. Yeah. And then you're sitting here talking about a podcast. You're talking about doing these things, and guess what? You're fucking doing it, dude. Yeah. You have all these listeners, people from all over the world. I'm looking at this map over here. We have people from Russia, Australia, North Dakota. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you literally have people from all over listening to this shit. So you know what? You're doing something right. Yeah. But the fact is, you had to wake up in the morning, and you had to say, "I'm going to do it." Yes. You know, I got a buddy of mine. He, he, and I'm doing this too. I did it yesterday, actually, when we got fired. <laughs> but he put a goals, he put goals down and it's on a piece of paper. And then he went ahead and he put one, two, three of his goals down. And he said, These are the goals that I'm going to do. So I made my goals. You know what my goals are? What are they? Number one, I want to get a job, have fun. Number, number one. Mm. Number two, I'm going to do radio. And it's going to be in a top 25 market. Number three, I'll make hundred grand doing it a year. Game over. Those Beautiful. are good goals right there. Game over. If somebody else can do it, why the fuck can't I do it? Yeah. That's right. Howard Stern has spent $120 million. Okay, cool. I got you, dog. In. Mm. You know? I want to sit there and be like, oh, well, he did it. Might as well pack up my shit and not do it. No. What are you doing, man? Go. Yeah. And every day when you walk out that door and you have it on your door in your room and it says, these are my goals. Okay, well, when it's done, scratch it off, dude, and then go on to the next. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. So I don't care what your goals are. If it's to get married and have kids, okay, we'll put that shit on a piece of paper, put it on your door and do it. I don't give a fuck what you're trying to do in this world, bro. You know, just go do something because at the end of the day, the only thing you have is yourself. Regardless of people say that you're good or you suck or you're rich or you're poor, you still have yourself. There's two truths in this world, gentlemen. There's two truths. The fact that you were born and the fact that you will fucking die. What you do between A and Z, that's
0: up to you. Yes. Do
2: you True.
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah. 1%, man.
0: How do you feel about manifesting?
1: What do you mean? I don't know. Like, don't,
0: do you believe that you I can... I mani- don't
2: know what that means.
0: What that would mean. <laughs> do you believe you can manifest something, like you can make something happen by... Believing not anything? only just believing it, but obviously you got to work towards it, too. Yes. Negativity
2: breeds negativity. Yeah. Positivity breeds positivity. Yeah. One hundred percent. You know, and it's funny. Me and my girlfriend had the same conversation. She's like, you know, I know you're going through some stuff and it's OK. You got You can be sorry, sorry for yourself, you know, but, you know, and, I, and I'm the same way. But, she, but you got to get back on that horse and ride. And I'm like, well, that's the kind of person that I am. Yeah. You know, um, I think if you believe it and you talk about it, it can become true. For 100, yeah, 100%
0: like Definitely will stuff into existence Right
2: I, I think Someone told me this They said if you talk about your dreams Don't do that Because they won't come true and, and for a minute I was like Oh man that, that's true But then again No No that's wrong hmm. You know Tell people you want to do this stuff Now granted you right audience Yeah Get the right audience But tell them what you want to do Because if they don't fucking know I was talking to this girl She works at a record label uh, Arista Records And she told me She goes Hey laddie You need to let people know that you don't have a job because guess what? They're not going to know if you don't tell them. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm doing? I hit up everybody else. Hey, man, yo, I met you at L.A. in the Grammys. Remember we got fucked up at that bar? Hey, dude, I'm looking for a job. (laughs) (laughs) You got something for me? (laughs) Is Interscope hiring? You think I'm kidding? I did that the past two weeks. I'm sitting there wondering, I'm furloughed. I don't know where my future is going, but I'm not going to sit around and hold my dick while it goes past me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying?
0: It's like they say, closed mouths don't get fed. Yo, got it, you know, so you have to, you have to be a self-starter and fucking get out there and hustle.
2: Right. So I think what y'all are doing are great. Uh, and you know, I really do. And, and I appreciate you letting me come on here, uh, um, which is not going to go anywhere, but I <laughs> <laughs> think like, this is the worst podcast ever. You're never coming back. <laughs> um, but it's awesome that you do that. Yeah. And the fact Row, when she said that, when Jenny was like, Oh, Raul said he's going to hit you up and come on the podcast. I was like, I mean, yes, 100%. Yes. You know? Granted, it took a week later because I didn't want to, like, fuck yeah. anything up. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to say anything I, I shouldn't have said, but right. whatever. But, uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, I think what you're doing is great. And I think everybody should do that, regardless if you're sitting on the bench and you're a basketball player and you're 15 years old and you th- know that you can get in the game. Well, you, You'll get your shot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll get there if you believe in yourself. Yeah, I think that's what it is. There's a big difference between confidence and cockiness. Mm-hmm. You know, cockiness with the people who think that they're badass and they spend, you know, 20 minutes in the mirror trying to fix their hair and shit like that. Yeah. This took five minutes. Um <laughs> yeah. my shitty haircut. Um, which I cut by myself, by the way. You like that? It's like my dirty mohawk. Man. <laughs> you see that? It's like a dirty mohawk. I cut it by myself. Well, I figured I don't have a job anymore, so like
1: save some money. <laughs> Yeah, or I can look or look the way I want to look, you know,
2: I don't have to please anybody, you know, but I think it's just going out there and getting it done and doing it is what it's all about. And that's what life's about, to be honest with you, you know, having a good time enjoying the people that are around you, you know, and if Raul runs out of the bathroom and in a hurry, just get out of his
0: way. So what do you think about people like your, your circle? Do you try to surround yourself with people that are like-minded like you as far as positive and try to want you to do better yes like i think that goes a long way like i think if you're around people that aren't i think it's the post office i got a breast book in the Um, i got another one it's like a 3d book that i i'm obsessed with man i'm one of those type of people like when i buy stuff like i just can't i have to i fixate on shit are we gonna look at boobs it's like a 3d book yeah I guess he's going to get it right. A now. 3D book of boobs? That's like a live person. Now we have a live person in here. But uh, what was I going with that? Um, are we going to give them crunchy bars to eat while they're doing this thing? <laughs> you
3: okay,
0: know, yeah. I don't have Brian McKnight tickets, but it's cool. But yeah, I think, I really think it is the thing where if you surround yourself around people that are like minded and want to see you do well and you want to see them do well, that's when people succeed. Yes, one hundred percent. Because you don't want those people that are like fucking Debbie Downers all the time. Always so fucking negative, man. It's it, it's they, they're like uh what do they call them like uh energy vampires. Mm-hmm. They fucking drain you, man. Yeah. It's just sick. Yeah, I, I uh to be honest with you, I don't friendship
2: mm-hmm. guy I've known for years. And um, long story short, man, he kind of he's going through a lot of life stuff and and things and. I'm all positive and he just downed everything that I was doing at the time. I came up with t-shirts. I'm a creative kind of a dude an idea guy. Yeah. So I kind of do certain different things. And anyways, I made some t-shirts and I was made a kid book and I was doing some things. And basically one day dude was just saying that my t-shirts weren't shit. My kid book wasn't shit and yada, yada, yada. And I told him I've known him since I was 16. I've known him for years, 20 years at this time. Yeah. And I was like, bye. I cut him out of my life. And if that, to a certain point, you have to do that, man. Yeah. And you are an image of the people that you surround yourself with. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're sitting there getting arrested all the time, guess what? And all your homeboys are getting arrested. Guess what? You may need some new friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you're out there doing good stuff and your friend's doing good stuff, well, it is what it is,
0: you know? Yeah, that sucks that, like, people would want to shit on something you're trying to do. Like, you're putting your heart and soul into something, and some be like, oh, that's not good. All right. Like, what the fuck have you done, man?
2: Now, everyone, on the flip side, everyone's can have their own opinion. So when I got my job, people were like, laddie sucks. We want this nugget guy back, or we want CJ back.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Okay, that's cool. You can have your opinion. I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What my job is? Is to reel you in and make you try to like us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to find that reason to keep, make you keep listening. Mm. I'm not going to hate on it. Cause there's a lot of shit that I don't like out there. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying?
3: Right,
0: But that doesn't mean you need to stop doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. People that put venom out there just to be putting it out there. Just it's, that says more about them than it does about the person they're talking shit about. Absolutely.
2: Right. Absolutely.
0: Like they always say like, do you see Michael Jordan on YouTube making hateful comments? It's like, no, it's like some person that probably feels bad about themselves that they're going to talk shit about somebody else's product. You took the time to consume somebody else's shit and you're going to shit on it. Right. Like, just don't watch it or just move on. Like, I would never want to hang out with somebody I knew that was hating on somebody on YouTube or Instagram.
2: Yeah, that's a good point too. You don't see Le, you don't see Michael Jordan out there being like, man, fuck LeBron James,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, fuck Kobe
2: Bryant. It's
1: always some guy sitting on the couch saying, fuck Kobe Bryant, LeBron, arrow. yeah,
2: right, yeah, one hundred percent. The guy who hasn't even seen a basketball in like eighty years. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Or his yeah. dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, that's fantastic. You're that you're your gonna end on that one. <laughs> no, I can see my dick. <laughs> no,
1: that was a good joke, though.
0: That was uh, a great joke. That was run, really good. Run, run out. <laughs> Continue to block I mean, like, guys, <laughs> the podcast. Yeah, yeah, did you just, you just drop your mic? I'm here. done. I'm Go done. Out on a high note.
2: Well, let me ask y'all uh, real quick. I mean, you know, wh- what's your deal with this? This is my first time being on your show. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it. I think it sounds good. Obviously, all these other people think you're, you're worth the shit, too. What's your goal? What's y'all's main goal?
0: <sighs> my thing is I want to. Just, I
1: want to make the world a better. Come on, Junior. What the fuck? I didn't stutter. You were, like, taking a long time to answer, though.
0: It's thoughtful, man. That's what you do. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I want to help people. Like, I got a message the other day. I had somebody on here, and then somebody's like, can I be on that person's email list about her positive state? And, like, that's my thing. It's like, I love consuming stuff that is, one, it's positive and also, like, makes me laugh or whatever. Just bring some joy to somebody's fucking day, man. Like, you never know what you can say to help somebody out. And Somebody might be going through some shit and they hear you talk about your day or you know some story and it may brighten their day, mm-hmm. and that's a win, you it's know? a win win. Everything else is an added, you know, like sprinkles on top or whatever. Raul, what do you want
1: out of the podcast? Like, you know, I like making people laugh, and you know, if people enjoy listening to the podcast and they this is something they do to pass their time and mm-hmm. they like it, then that's that I serve my purpose, I think, you know. But like Tony said earlier, about the Soul Vibe, uh, the website is uh, soulvibe.com.
0: Soulvibe.com.
1: Yeah. It's um, it's uh, positivity quotes that they publish daily. Is daily?
0: I don't know. I didn't look at the website. Oh, okay. But like- um, She sends an email out. That's okay. where I see this. Oh, wow.
1: But like it has all this positivity stuff on there. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's pretty legit if someone's listening to it and, hey, I want to be on that email list too, you know? Wow. I just want people to enjoy listening to the podcast. You don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. Don't listen to it. I don't care. But I appreciate you listening at least at one time or five minutes or two minutes. You know, thank you for giving me your time. But I just want people to enjoy the podcast. And if there's something they want to hear from me or whatever or us, tell us about it. Hit up Tony. Where can they do that at? Uh, On our social medias. on linked up. Yeah, what's your social media? Linked up. Like
0: oh, dot com. He's so, he's so oh. terrible. You see, you see what I'm just... doing, right? You see what I'm doing yeah. right now? I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying
2: to get people the end to go yeah. find
0: you. <laughs> you can find us on uh, Instagram at l y n c k u p. That's right. Because I know that it's spelled different. Yeah, yeah. and also I like on the way it's spelled too. Yeah, Facebook the same way too, and Twitter, and we're on all the platforms like Google, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Now, um, Player FM.
2: Biggest views you've had for one. Episode?
0: Oh. I think it was like the Matthew Bolin one. The first one, right? No, I think the Matthew Bolin one one? was probably. Matthew Bolin. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the second one. You already had two episodes?
1: Yeah.
2: Wait, Matthew Bolin. Do I know him? Um, I don't know.
0: He. Local
1: guy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's. Jack Queen,
2: yes, he. I had him on the radio show.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah,
2: he's awesome. He's a singer in a choir. Yes. Yeah, I
1: had his choir on my radio show. He, he's a um, he's he's a conductor too. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's
0: awesome. He's Let me tell got you. a really interesting story.
2: Really,
1: yeah. he's he's listening to both of them.
2: They're they're good. So I was looking for last Christmas. I was looking for choirs to come in and sing Christmas carols, and then he hit me up. And then I was like, okay, cool. He came in with his choir and it was fantastic. And so, yeah. Wow. Okay. He's number one. You're number two now, Matt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. How big is the space that y'all have to, when you're on the radio, smaller than the room. That's what I like. Where do you put all the people, man? I'm telling you
2: when I had the (laughs) university of Memphis band in there, I shit you not. It was, I don't know if Matt, no, Matt wasn't there, but, but, uh, they were out the door. So it'd be basically like if this table was moved over here a little bit, um, basically, yeah, they're out the door. This is the size of our studio. It was a closet that they made it to <laughs> yeah, but they ended up opening it up a little bit and doing some stuff like that. And it was just kind of like, um, you know, can't say anything, can't say anything bad about them, you know, uh,
0: you can, but what's the point?
2: Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. You know, I mean, it is what it is. We worked with what we worked with. I think that they there's a lot of stuff that could have gone into that situation, a lot of different situations, whatever, um, to make things a little better, workable, movable, whatever. But, you know, hey, man, at the end of the day, it's not my call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the reality of it. Um, but, yeah, it was a small-ass place. And yeah, it, it has lots. all these choirs in there. And they only had two mics. You would put one over here and you put one over here. Maybe three because we used the third one and I was on that one. Right. And so, uh, but it was cool. They did all these Christmas carols and stuff. And it just goes back to your point of being local. How come they don't put local stuff on the radio? Mm -hmm. You know, we did that. I reached out to them. I reached out. It was like a, uh, it's like a choir group. A church group came on, did a high school came on. And that's what you're supposed to do. Bring on local people on your show. Just like you're doing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you may get six, maybe seven views with me on here, you know, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um <'cause>, but <laughs> so you know but having local people on there they're gonna know it yeah man i remember this i remember that and that's what it's about so i yeah. think i'll do a really good job with that too i like it thank you <laughs> you're welcome where's my money <laughs> <laughs> tony pay me <Bend> <laughs> oh shit are we gonna start it are you gonna end it how you started it there you go
1: there's that, your payment tony
0: No, I just appreciate the White Claw. Yeah. No problem. Do you have any advice for people today?
1: No. Laddie nailed it. Mm. Just create. Do.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. it's just like, just do and just keep putting shit out there. Eventually, it'll stick. You'd be like the guy
1: from North Dakota. That's where he's from, right? The Ocean Spray Kid? I mean, the guy? The man? I think so. Yeah, he's out of nowhere, man. Yeah, I mean... Do you have TikTok? Do you have a phone living up there? Shit. That's <laughs> you know, that's a lot of. <laughs> they're know. still up on dial
2: up too, by the <laughs> that's way. Right. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, uh, can I shamelessly plug my shit too, yeah. by the way? Yeah, yeah that's right. I was
1: gonna ask you what your hand is
2: on. it's really stupid. Uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, I'm the Real laddy L-A-T-T-Y. On TikTok, it's real laddy L-A-T-T-Y. And then I don't know, maybe it should be an email. Maybe A. C. Latimer, L. A. T. I. M. E. R. So my name is Andrew Latimer, Um, and I think what you nailed earlier, Tony, is like. Doing any podcast, doing anything that you want to do, man. Just have fun with it. That's bottom line. I think if you get anything out of this podcast when I'm here, just enjoy your life, dude. Regardless if you get fired the next day or if you, you know, go on to have a fantastic career, just be true to who you are. Continue what you're doing because life fucking blows. As long as you have a good lick on it, I think you might be all right.
0: This is one thing I want to close on with uh, being fired. I think sometimes that's a good thing. I think sometimes they're pushing you in a direction that you possibly would not have been. sometimes we get stagnant and yeah. you're like just comfortable being where we're at the, and they're gonna push you in trajectory to do something even bigger now
1: that's yeah. a good very good yeah because you probably would never have looked into more being that a uh, quote unquote scout for new music yeah if you want to let go yeah now yeah. you're actually looking so, into doing that. Instead of being on the radio again.
2: Yeah.
0: Like they say, yeah. a blessing in disguise.
2: Yeah. I uh, It's so weird. I listened to this song the other day. It's called Anywhere Is. And it's had the same lyric through semi-sonic closing time. Mm-hmm. But every new beginning comes from some beginning's end. Yeah. And that's what it's about. All right. I think yeah. we should end on that. That's that good. was beautiful. That's good.
1: Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming on, bro. I yeah, mean, I
2: appreciate it, man. Thank y'all so much, dude. All
0: right. Love you lots. Bye. See ya.